Well, it's the end of 2017, everybody, and it's time to count down the hottest hits of the League of Legends esports year. I'm joined for the seventh edition of Hotline League by Mark Zimmerman, my co-host, as well as perennial guest. We've had him on the show maybe more than anybody else this year uh, throughout the long-standing episodes of the series, throughout the uh, 12 months of this year. So he br- blurs the line between yeah. guest and host. We brought him back for the, the special holiday edition here at the end of the year. The final episode of the year got uh, Kelby May on. Kelby. Glad to be back. Yeah. Well, let's start off with Mark. Uh, Mark, how you been since last episode? Uh, if you guys want to idea into my mental state, I downloaded BlueStacks, and I have been 24-hour straight grinding Lineage 2 Revolution in the background. Even right now, it's running. What is BlueStacks? Um, it's a Android emulator. Okay. So I've just been Isn't Lineage this... 2 like an actual... Oh, it's an Android emulator, so you're running the mobile game. I'm Lineage 2 Revolution, yeah. Is that against it... the terms of service? What? No. Yeah, it's a shitty mobile game, Travis, and I'm playing it nonstop. That's my mental state right now. Whenever okay? I go on Facebook... Pokimane and all those other people, they're all... Hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. They're all pumping it. So I I assume it's not a shitty mobile game. I mean, any amount of money will make you say that a piece of shit is not a piece of shit. All right. You you can give me a piece of poop in a million dollars, and I will tell you that it is not poop. Except for... My integrity is not for sale, Mark. Except for any of our potential future sponsors on the show. Well, of course. Those are going to be the the greatest products in their their respective markets. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh boy. All right. Next up, we got Kelby. <laughs> Kelby, how you been? Uh, I'm doing really well. Yeah. I like Mark. Have been playing one video game a lot, but that that video game is Total War Warhammer Two. Nice. I've just been playing so much of that game. You went to the Twitch holiday party last night. Yes, last how, night. Yeah. How was that? Great. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Well, first off. The spread at the Twitch holiday party was literally insane. Maybe maybe the best eats I've ever had at like, you know, like a company event for anything. Uh better than crazy. The eats at the CLG company events? Oh yeah, you know, we used to get some really nice uh spicy chicken and rice bowls um, <laughs> that we would that we would do in between scrims that I would run out and grab at the Diamond Bar house. That was a that was a classic staple, but no. It was the the spread was pretty insane and also like the size of the company is just like crazy. The first holiday party I went to two years ago, like I knew everybody there and walking around at this one, I was like, I know literally nobody at this company <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, I had a good time this past weekend. Um, I went to the CLG winter party thing. There's a white elephant there. It got screwed. Yeah, how was that white elephant? It was terrible, Kelby. All right. Wait, why? I was Nick Allen's plus one because his wife doesn't want to be seen with him in public. And <laughs> I, there was a, okay, two hours before the CLG thing, I'm like, Nick, you want me to bring anything? You know, like, should I bring a bottle of wine? You know, like a snack or something? He's yeah, like, yeah. it's a white elephant. Bring a 10 to $15 gift. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got two hours to both get to the CLG house and get a white elephant gift. So I went to Fry's Electronics, and I go, whoa. Well, all right. Mark. The channel just got fucking banned. <laughs> all right. I, 
I a, the major conflict of interest right here. Yeah, Do I exactly. not report please this to the partnership team? Keep your shirt team? on, please. <laughs> oh, what happened? Yeah. So, I thought that was allowed now for guys. Yeah. I thought I could just be straight up shirtless if I wanted. I Maybe if so. we have this channel listed as IRL, but Twitch, you know. Twitch chat spamming banned right now. So, I, <laughs> um, anyway, so I go. I get a RC helicopter for twenty bucks because I can't find anything good for ten to fifteen. I go through the white elephant, and at the end of the white elephant, I end up with a book entitled How to Talk So Your Husband Will Listen. I look at the back of the book, the price tag is $6. So, God, fuck there. Okay, but at least 10, you avoided 10, the 15. protein bars that somebody just grabbed out of the cupboard. Yeah, Nick Allen, his gift was Laura bars. It's a box of those because he couldn't, he just grabbed them. Up. So, the next day, I'm like, don't worry, I'm doing a white elephant. Invited a bunch of people, invited Kelby. He never. RSVP'd. Uh, Mark uh, was there, yep. and great. our price tag was thirty to keep it interesting, keep the the fight going. You know, made possible by my Twitch subs. Thank you so much. And I brought a Amazon Kindle Fire because you can get those now for thirty bucks. At That's the end of it, I ended up with a copy of NBA Two K Eighteen. That sounds great. That Nick Allen had brought and had probably gotten for free. Uh, I that's a terrible game. I'm returning it to Amazon. So, I brought a twenty dollar Dream Tent and I left with nothing. So you know yeah. what you did better than me. How did no. you leave with nothing? Because he brought a twenty dollar Dream Tent. He deserved nothing. Next year, I talked Wait, to Sloan. That doesn't make any sense. I talked to Sloan. Uh, I gave who, I gave my gift away. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want it. Oh, I okay. talked to Sloan, who helps co-run the White Elephant with me. Uh, Nick and Mark are invited to the Christmas party next year. But not the white elephant portion. They're banned from the white <laughs> elephant portion. So, wait, I may as well have not even come. How am I banned? The point is, like, I brought a gift. It was funny and it made the night better. And at the end of the night, no one had to take it home. What is the dream? It's still tent? in my home. It's a. It's a. It's for I meant, children. Like, no one got that. If you no have a twin bed, gift. you can. Put, it's like a little tent thing that wraps or, around the top, so you can be in a, a like mystery short. tent. It's not been. It was a. It was it was the single best gift of the night. People had fun with it. They laughed. No one fucking laughed for your Kindle Fire. People just got in fights over it. <laughs> Everyone people, wanted it. People actually wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like your gift was stupid, Travis. Yeah. That everybody wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. We've done enough uh, carousing at the start of the show. Uh, for those of you that do not know what this episode is, there hasn't been much happening in League of Legends esports uh, for the past week because it is the end of the year. This is also the last episode of the year, and so Mark and I were talking earlier. We decided to make the this show all about kind of reflecting on 2017 and going over you know some of the best moments and some of the biggest stories and sort of having a conversation about all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that over the next 10 or so minutes and kind of go over Kelby, mine, and Mark's uh, most interesting or big stories for this year. But then we want to dive, dive straight into calls and hear from you. What were some of the biggest moments for you? Uh, things that will stand out for you. Uh, things that you were excited about. Something that cheered you on. It, whatever. Whatever you were excited about for 2017 you want to talk about. Uh, come on the show. We'll hear from you. Information in the Twitch chat. By the way, for those watching on the VOD, we get this question a lot. We try to film this on Mondays at 8 uh, Pacific time. And there's also a podcast version of this available now on iTunes and Google a couple other places as well if you look around. 
Uh, so if you want to listen to an audio version of this, you can do that there. Be sure to subscribe. And then if you can, uh, give us a rating or a review because that makes it so that people can actually find the podcast because there's just some random podcast nobody listens to with no reviews. Unsurprisingly, it's hard to find on those different systems. So uh, thanks so much uh, for doing uh, all that. And let's get into it. Uh, yep, who, so if ahead, people Mark. don't remember how this works, by the way, I posted the Discord link in chat. Please join the Discord. Join the general voice chat and then post your questions in the general text chat. And remember, try and keep these things exciting. What did you, like Travis said, love about this year or what did you hate? What was your favorite memory? Mm-hmm. What scarred you for life? Yeah. Who do you? Who is your most hated player of the year? Who is your most hated personality? Anything, anything big, goes really. Big games, big moments, uh, anything like that. We'll probably do in the beginning of 2018 a show that kind of is looking forward to the to what's coming in 2018. But any of the stuff that kind of went down this year, Mark, do you want to start us off? I know I've been talking for a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I want to start off with an award about like person that I was uh, least excited to see return to the League of Legends kind of content scene, and it was Kelby. Uh, but here he is. He's back. Yeah, that was I don't t- know that you can call it a return to the content scene. I don't feel like I was ever a content producer. Well, I mean, you you were you were in it used enough. To, I guess. You used to write sure. blogs for Iway Power. You know, oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like whoa. All right, first off, wait. I okay. I did write like one blog. I forgot. I thought you were talking about something else, Travis. No, Never no, mind. No. Anyway, what did you think I was talking about, Kelvin? Nope, we're good. We're good. Uh. Well, was good, you know what I think my greatest miss point was when I was running a team was not doing a series like Noah's Notes. Yeah. Like, he's just a fucking genius, dude. I should have done Noah's Notes. Kelby's Comp. Kelby's Comments? Comp. Comp, like mine Comp. Yeah. No, we're not going to do the Comp thing. I think we'd skip on the Comp thing. Okay. Travis, you know what Comp means? Struggle. Okay. <laughs> Kelby's Struggle. Yeah. That's the story. That's like his. It was, his a, story it was a struggle at times. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. actually pretty fitting. Yeah. 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 Avoided relegations yet again. All right. Yeah. Uh, avoided bankruptcy yet again. The point is. <laughs> All right, Mark. Did you have a, a real one, or did you want? Oh yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I actually started with my favorite um, moment, and I think I would have to go with. Um, the world's group stage, just like how fucking crazy it was. And not just like, oh my god, TSM bombed out, but like Fnatic making that rally. Um, C9 barely clutching it out. That was crazy. Uh, the like huge comeback by SKT. I know this is kind of broad for like a single yeah, you're, thing. You're picking but... a month long yeah. event. Is your highlight. I said the group stage. It was okay. two weeks. Okay. Yeah, it'll be two weeks, Travis. Yeah. I mean, it, hey, if you want me to be more specific. The greatest moment was the pigeon. The pigeon? Yeah, from Spring Finals, the pigeon. Yeah. Wait, what was the pigeon? Yeah, Kelby wasn't paying attention to League of Legends at that time. So in... And we we should kind of talk a little bit about these instead of just sort of of bullet pointing them. But So Kelby, for you didn't know, at Spring Finals in Vancouver, there was a pigeon that got stuck in the arena... And so okay. it was just flying in circles over everyone's head in front of the screen because you know it's like theater in the round. Yeah, yeah. And so the the it pigeons would like land just, on stage. It la- would land on stage. Uh, there were security guards sneaking up in front of the whole audience trying to get the pigeon in like a bag or something. And so no one at this point in time in the audience is watching it. And of course the casters are sitting there casting and they're like, 
Well, uh, he's just CSing, but apparently the crowd is really excited about the CSing. <laughs> they don't want to comment about the pigeon? Yeah, they didn't They didn't want to comment about the pigeon. Well, because they didn't know. The casters are just talking. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and they don't yeah, see eventually. this on screen. Yeah. And so Between eventually, games, they started shooting it, too. Like, they would show the pigeon during right. Pigban, yeah. yeah. The pigeon would be <laughs> sitting there hilarious. in front of Pigban, and it was just, it was nice because instead of, you know, I think Riot realized they couldn't, they couldn't stop the pigeon from existing so they just had to kind of embrace it as part of the broadcast even though you know the crowd was same thing happened in spring finals the year before in vegas when people brought a beach ball and they were doing the beach ball thing oh god i love stuff and, like that to be yeah, honest yeah i like it too it, it gets the crowd hype and you know sometimes if you have a shitty game or whatever it's 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 fine so pigeon was a good one you know you could also talk about if you're talking about finals events mark zimmerman Singing Silver Scrapes live on stage. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who that was a highlight for. It wasn't me. I don't think it was anyone listening. I think it was a highlight for esports. Just the industry, when we were able to secure that kind of live performance, was pretty good. Yeah, I guess w- when you have to deal with the Chrissy Costanzas of the world, it's nice to get a real yeah. artiste up there sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Kelby, uh, do you have a highlight for this year? Uh, yeah. So as you kind of touched on earlier, you know that since uh, I've kind of moved on from running League of Legends teams, I don't watch League of Legends as much as I do anymore. I think I would definitely fall into more of the casual fan category, just watching, you know, like important matches and finals and stuff like that. Although I didn't know the pigeon story, but I will say actually that uh, Worlds this year really drew me in. And I watched a lot of Worlds. In particular, uh, like, I stayed up and watched the entire Misfits and SKT series. And I thought that that series was so good. Maybe the best. And like I said, I haven't watched as much League of Legends as I used to. But I think, in part, honestly, I feel like League is, in my personal opinion, not as exciting to watch from from a meta standpoint as it was in some of the earlier seasons um but the misfits skt series was like such a great series to watch and i felt like for actually almost the majority of that series misfits was like playing like the better team and i was like holy shit are we gonna see a european team you know like 3-1 or 3-2 uh skt it was uh, like faker and it was just so insane it was such a great series i think i stayed up to like that had to have been five my time on a was it a work night? I think on yeah, a work night. Yeah, it was. It was on like a Wednesday or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I stayed up to like five my time watching that series because it was so good. It was. Yeah, because yeah. so it was, was like, great. are they gonna do it? Like that. I think that was so much of what the quarterfinals were was just like, mm-hmm. are they gonna do it? Like C nine had a pretty good run. There was just a lot of good moments. Yeah. In, yeah. In quarterfinals, but Mark and still I picks think... group stage instead. Yeah, I. Not like they didn't actually do it, you know. <laughs> and maybe maybe it's it's unfair, but I I feel like a large importance of it is like what actually happened because mm-hmm. no one's gonna remember in two years. Like remember when Misfits was close? They're probably not yeah. gonna remember that that much. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like remembering Fnatic being like nearly mathematically eliminated and then like coming back and making it was like crazy to me. Yeah, that was pretty hard. Yeah. I yeah. Uh... The, the Uzi or uh, the 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 Uzi and SKT series was great too yeah yeah there was a lot of good i think the quarterfinals this year were, were definitely the best quarterfinals ever uh you know because usually that's just like some second seed gets smashed by a korean team but the korean didn't 
smash them and NA define versus China. So yeah, I so I'll I'll do another one, uh, which was I would say the entire franchising situation because a lot of people don't re- remember there were rumors about franchising coming. But at the start of this year, we had no idea. We were just coming out of LCS yeah. Forever, which was like all the teams <laughs> revolting and doing like this big open letter, uh, except for Echo Fox, I guess. And we, like, w- there was no idea. And then, you know, cu- I think in spring, they announced it. I did an interview with Riot and Reginald and Noah Winston. Uh, and who would have thought then that Immortals wouldn't get Oh, in? yeah. I think this has been the most interesting offseason, not just because the rosters are, we, we've seen such a crazy, I mean, what was it, like uh, 80 or 92% of the LCS, I think, turned over, or maybe it was yeah. like 80, 85, something around that. They're like Something stupidly yeah. high. And, and while that is fascinating and a pretty direct result of the franchising, it's been fun for me to cover all the like interviewing people from Golden State Warriors and from uh you know the Cavs and seeing like Nade Shot enters LCS like I know we don't want to talk too much about what 2018 is going to hold um because that's going to be like the next episode but just like the sheer amount of crazy stuff that happened in a relatively short time frame this year and sort of setting us up for next year is is pretty crazy and franchising I think that franchising this year might become like one of the biggest esports stories of the decade, you know, as we're evaluating it in a couple of years. For sure. I thought it was also really cool for us that it ran parallel to Overwatch franchising. So you can like, you know, yeah, directly compare a little bit. Yep, exactly. Uh, What was your biggest surprise for this year? That's so easy. What is it? FlyQuest getting into LCS, dude. The magic. I want to be... Like, I said this before on one of our episodes, but I would give anything so bad to be, like, in the room during the FlyQuest pitch and, like, just hear the god that was like, hey, man, I'm going to convince you that we actually deserve to stay in this league instead of, like, Immortals or somebody else. And they bought it. Like, that guy is... Way better at sales than I am. So it's sure. it's a bigger surprise to you that FlyQuest made it in than Immortals went out. Like if you had it's to bet money on yeah. Immortals going Ooh, out or FlyQuest staying in, which one would you have bet more money? Yeah, on? I, th- I, I would have bet more sure money on Immortals staying that. in. I would have bet more money on FlyQuest going out, probably. Really? Yeah, just because like, so you don't know with due diligence. We don't have the same sort of. Uh, business visibility that Riot will get when they go through a franchising process and looking behind the curtain of all these teams. And there could have been something with any one of these teams where it was just like, holy shit, these guys have been fighting, hiding this huge red flag for forever. And I'm not saying that was the case with Immortals, but, you know, like, it could happen. And FlyQuest, I'm just like, I I viewed them in the same light as Dignitas, where, like, you already got your backing. You already had, like, you know, the group that was going to, level things up and you haven't done anything with that group yet so how are you going to convince me that things are going to be different or better now yeah I don't know. that's just me but i was hyped that they made it back in favorite team fly quest fly quest for life for sure what's your fly quest fly quest letter oh you're kind of uh, do they have merchandise that i can purchase 
Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I don't <laughs> think anybody knows. Is Mark going robot for you, Kelby? Sorry, what'd you say? Is Mark, going, the... is Mark going robot for you? Uh, he did for a sec, yeah. Okay. Oh, Travis is going robot for me. Kelby's the only one who has been 100% fine. Yeah, which that's is odd because... because he always goes robot on Discord when we're not streaming. So it's Yeah, no, that's true. that's true. I think we're fine now. I would say biggest surprise for me was Faker getting to the finals and losing. Yeah. Because I can see like a so world sad. where like there's better Korean teams or they have a tough time in LCK or whatever, like kind of what happened in Season 4 when they didn't make it. But to have like... And obviously, if you watch all of Worlds, having SKT lose in the finals was actually like not too surprising. It looked really weak, yeah. but just just that sentence itself, like Faker reached the finals of Worlds and got three would and his shit pushed in, is like whoa. Yeah, crazy actually. Yeah, it's I always like the... said I could never bet against SKT until they actually lost a series of Worlds. It's just too hard to do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think I said Samsung. Like everyone knows Samsung should win, but like no one was like. No one thought that it would actually happen the way that right. it did. Yeah. One of uh, one of my favorite stories in 2017 might be the Ballad of Dardock. So Dardock, you know, Biggest we start surprise. the year with Noah announcing that he has signed Dardock to, I think it was a three-year contract. Yes. And saying, and I do an interview with <laughs> I him. I forgot that. And oh, Noah's man. like, yeah, like we are super committed to Dardock. You know, like, we've talked to him. You know, like, the Team Liquid infrastructure was just not a good place for him to succeed. And, like, we know... Or to succeed. And we know that we have what it takes to really, like, help him sort of figure out how to deal with a lot of the challenges he faces. And, like, everything's going to be great. And then, like, one split later, it's like, Dardock is off, you know? And then... Dardock goes to CLG, and everybody's like, well... Uh, if there's one team who can fix Dardock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll be great. You know, he's going to go to CLG. Um, the CLG will have a lot of success. Actually, that's not what happened. Everybody was super like, CLG, why did you pick up yeah, yeah. Dardock? A lot of Reddit was actually like, man, this team, like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be like Afro and the team of friendship. And like, Tony's a great coach. He'll definitely respect him, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And then I mean, there was, there's a fair amount of that chatter. Didn't make it through the split, and then somehow ends up back on Team Liquid again. <laughs> yeah. So you go from you go from like Immortals. This is all, and this is all happened in like just over six months, I think. Right, like maybe seven or eight months. And the course of seven or eight months, he has a three year deal with Immortals, where they're like committing super hard to growing him as a player. To CLG, where he lasts less than a split, back to Team Liquid, where he went before Immortals. Like, what a hilarious story, you know. For I gotta say player. one thing for Josh though, he must interview super well. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Imagine well, going into that. So, so you've been fired from your last four positions uh, for the exact same thing. Yeah. How are things gonna be different this time around? Let me tell you guys. So. I'm a so one thing I'll say, and this is like, you know, we've been joking a lot on the show. He is someone who is very, very smart um, in like in like how he talks about things. Um, and like when he's not being super emotional over like a game or something like that, uh, if he's not in, in that state, 
he's very convincing when he's like, no, no, I know what I did was wrong and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I know a lot of people who interviewed him and like kind of had his back and like bought into his side of the story a lot more than they did maybe some of the other people's. And it's like, I wouldn't say he's like lying. I just think that he sounds very, very convincing when he talks about his previous mm-hmm. mistakes. Um, yeah. And that is how he, he probably ended up on Immortals and CLGs. Because when you talk with him, he sounds like he's very like intelligent. You can see like you understand him. But and then yeah. the emotions come back in and it's all out the window. Joker yeah. can't spell is in tw- in chat asking about 2018. 2018 is the next show. Joker can't spell. Talking about 2017 right now. Uh, yeah, I think it's super interesting. Then you can kind of tag off of that like CLG losing a Smithy for Dardock or or trading X Smithy for Dardock and X Smithy then going to Worlds, right? I will still defend the trade a little bit from CLG's perspective. Just because they came off a really bad split and in spring, Smithy was one of the worst junglers in the league. So like was Dardock necessarily the right move? I don't know, but that team did need a change and Smithy was the clear one to change yeah. on the team. Well, we've shared a couple of our ideas, and I'm sure we have some more that we can uh, litter in throughout the conversation, but we definitely want to hear from you. So uh, if you want to sort of give the spiel, Mark. Oh, I need to put on streamer mode so that I can. Uh, he just left. But we ha- if you want to come on the show, uh, put a question in chat. If you are a – or not a question, maybe, maybe a statement, whatever you want to talk about. And – once and mark will be looking at it where there's also a subs chat so if you're a sub it might be a little bit easier for you to get picked up there if you put your message in there because mark checks both and now we actually have our first guest on the show dex factor 777 where are you calling from i'm calling from kansas and congratulations on getting the name right you're one of the first few <laughs> thank you yes do you go on a lot of call-in shows with this name uh, no, uh, but streams get okay. called out from donations and that. Sure. I'm just kind of broke right now, so yeah, uh, no, no, no I worries. will eventually. Gotcha. No, you don't you, have to. I like don't... the roller coaster there. Oh, like, no, I want to. I want Travis, to see... Travis awesome. got excited that you might donate, and then you were like, I'm kind of broke right now, and he was like, all right. And yeah. then the Hangout emote just got spammed in Twitch chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, literally, I will once I get the money. Dex Factor, you oh, do not need him. It's fine. Great comment. Nice to talk to you. It's fine. I'm happy you're on the show. Uh, you don't ever need to support. I'm just happy people are watching the content. Uh, what? <laughs> then the Hangout emote shows up. Dex Factor, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, uh, my favorite part of 2017 was the, uh, the end of the season stuff, the whole, uh, trades, the whole, um, uh, movement of all the teams, um, because after a really disappointing 2017 year for North America as a whole, uh, MSI worlds and all that, um, I think this sets up at least for a really, really interesting 2018. I know we're not talking about it, but I think it just really sets up sets up the next year really, really well. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like bringing hype for you to look forward to the next year, all the stuff that's kind of going on right now. Yeah, for at least just NALCS. Yeah. NALCS, I think, is going to be really good. Worlds and MSI again. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. For the regular it. season, this is getting Yeah, it, this, yeah, yeah. it's going to be really, really hype, yeah. I think. Do, do you have a favorite move in particular that happened? Um, I can't really say there's like a, a lot of like 
big moves for each team that I think have been really interesting, but like maybe the most interesting one probably is uh, Zven and Mithy going over to TSM because mm-hmm. I thought they would be like completely loyal to EU. And I really do think it's a big pickup for TSM. Um, now how they work that as a team, I think they're probably going to be top four at least um, probably top one or two, but like, I just like, I see like the top four or five teams is really close and the bottom five teams also being close. I don't think there's going to be a dog two or three teams like we've had in the past years. Um, Team Liquid's not going to be uh, eighth, ninth, tenth. They're probably going to be fourth. Um, and <laughs> sorry, I had to get a joke. Um, but but um, the, like I I can't looking at all the rosters. I just don't see anyone that that would be just like. Oh well, they suck. They're going to be tenth. Woohoo! This is going to be so fun. Oh yay! TSM, Cloud Nine, CLG. They're facing the tenth place team. That's a free win. Um, I mean, because like Golden Guardians is questionable. Optic kind of questionable. Clutch is kind of questionable. But I still see that there are there could be very very big positives. It just if they mesh and they gel well together, they could do really good. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, it is a pretty exciting time for sure. My favorite part of this Ven and Mithy thing that you got out of the interview, Travis, was that they'd been planning to come to NA for a while. It was like they eventually they knew they were coming here. That was great. That was great to hear. They just need to know one was like you know it's like time in the stock market. You know they just gotta yeah. come over at the right time. Yeah, franchising is a great time. Did you see the the picture that uh, Sven tweeted today? No. Him and Santa? Travis, no. go go oh, on. Oh yes, I did. The yeah, the, show, I want a dragon. For Chris, yes, yet. yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, you want yeah. me to show it on stream? Okay. Well, I don't know. If let me let me see if I can pull it. it up. We can all just reference it and laugh about it, and and Twitch chat. I have no fucking clue what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that sounds. Ha 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 ha. Here it takes a second. De facto, yeah, yeah, yeah. De facto, would you say that there was a move that you weren't happy with? Because for me, I think easily worst move that we saw uh, start of the twenty eighteen you know season technically. Has to be losing contracts for uh, C nine. That one, that one's still a head scratcher to me. Um, uh, it, it, for me, it's a C nine move. Um, for me, it's licorice. Um, I I love C nine. C nine's my team, and licorice is good. And I I think he can be he can definitely be a starter, and that. But it's like the Sven Skarin, I think is kind of an even trade for contracts. <laughs> But I mean, there could be negatives to it. I but it's just it could be the the environment on TSM just didn't work that well. I don't know. But it's like you you lose impact and you pick up licorice. I mean, like if they like Hooney came back. Hooney's now on Echo Fox. Did you go for him? Flame was available. Did you go for him? Uh, Someday was available. Even Lorlo, I, 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 he's just more proven in, than than uh, uh, than Licorice is, because like Lorlo sometimes literally went off on on Team Liquid with all their struggles, and he had some really really good plays. And, and, and some really, really good games. Now, he had some really bad ones, too, but every player does. Um, but it's just like there were so many uh, top laners available, and it just felt like, okay, we got this, and oh, hey, oh, oh no, they signed. Oh, uh, uh, the, and it's just like, then they were just like, well, we're keeping licorice, and it's like you could, there probably was someone that would have been a little bit better. Yeah. 
I think. Speaking of how this is a year in review show, the year Lorlo came to pass, huh? Oh god. Yeah, yeah. That, uh... Not that not to that level. Hey Dex Factor, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to hear your yeah. thoughts on uh your favorite time of the year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Have a good one. Dude, that that Sven tweet is Yeah. For those oh, uh listening to the audio version, sure. uh there's a picture on Twitter that Sven posted of him with Santa. He says, Me, I want a dragon. Santa replies, be realistic, son. He says, okay, I want to get our groups with TSM. Santa says, what color dragon did you want again? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so we, next up, we got Dr. Manhattan returning to the show. He's muted at the moment. Hopefully we can get him. I, don't know. Well, yeah. I think he was just waiting for you to finish your recap. Dr. Manhattan, where are you calling from? I am calling from the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and you've called previously, correct? I have. And you may or may not be a sub. I feel like you're a sub. I am a sub. Thank you so much for the support that you're showing. Hey, I appreciate supporting the show, man. Yeah. I I can't believe you can't keep track of the 15 different subs you have. Yeah, well, uh, there's there's (laughs) a lot of them. Uh, Dr. Manhattan, what was your favorite moment of the year, the big story, whatever got you excited in 2017? Well, before I get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to one of the biggest things that happened, and that's actually this show starting right now. uh, this show has been such an exciting thing to watch. I remember oh, when you Travis guys first loves announced this. it. Yeah, no, just like seriously, like there's really nothing like this as well, um, really in the league scene. And the fact that we all get to just enjoy this, whether it's awkward nerds or just that one TSM warrior, it, it's fantastic. Thanks, dude. I'm uh, glad that I'm glad you like it. I think Mark and I have both been, uh, you know, this was just kind of a random idea we tried, and I think both he and I have been really pleasantly surprised by how well the community has enjoyed it and, and how well it's been uh, received from people uh, yeah. despite everyone spamming the hang up uh, emote when you're you're sucking up to us uh, dr. man what did you want to talk about though uh, probably in my opinion like my favorite moment of 2017 would uh, be probably G2 at MSI this year which I think people overlook a lot and in general you're I think from that... our nation's capital and your favorite moment was whenever a European team did well at an international event. I mean they're they're in the name right spam now. That, spam that hang up that's what Travis <laughs> is saying. He's, oh my god. This guy's a plant. Yeah. I mean yeah. Why, okay, well I'm I'm happy to hear why, because uh, you know, I mean the year before we saw we saw CLG do well at, at MSI. So I feel I feel like it wasn't that new of a story to see a a Western team do well there. Yeah, and it was actually really cool. But like, I think the one moment that I think that a lot of people, even like on Reddit, like kind of got hyped about is I think like during when they played TSM, uh, that really one call that Expect made, uh, to really like I oh, think they yeah. were all trying to back trust whatever me, trust that, me or whatever. Yeah, we're like, yo, no, guys, guys, we can do this. Like, you know, believe me. And then like, all right, cool. And then really just like how pivotal that moment was, uh, knowing how G two was on the verge of elimination along with World Elite and TSM, and how that really was kind of the just pivot moment that really swung them into a like, positive momentum. They ended up 3-1 in World Elite and even taking the game off of SKT. And I thought that Perks gave probably one of his best performances we'd seen throughout the entire year in uh, like in 2017. So I think that that was a really awesome moment uh, this year in competitive league. Yeah, very, very cool. I mean, were you – was it just sort of the, the, the whole team – like the performance of the team across the whole event that really – stood out to you or was it that specific moment uh at first it was kind of shaky but uh really that specific moment i just i just it's like that it's like that anime like you know like thing you see in like the summer blockbusters like the 
Oh my Jeff god, has we... no, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm a weeb, <laughs> so I can't really relate to that. But yeah. Well, it's it's like that it's like that moment you see in like most like blockbuster where it's just like, oh, and like it just pivots the entire like momentum. Oh, yeah, from like the, team. the the sort of climactic. It's like, it's like when that. Oh god, I was about to spoil Star Wars a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was so tempting, dude. It'll get you banned. Uh, well, uh, anyway, yeah, Doctor Manhattan, thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's nice of you to bring up something from MSI because uh, MSI, I think, kind of flew under the radar this year. Or oh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's a, otherwise, kind of, I feel like it was a little less memorable of an event compared to previous some of the other years that, or some of the other events. So, I think it's nice to have, celebrate something from that event specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Doing a quick shout out. Uh, by the way, uh, since the show started, there's been a bunch of people that have uh, supported us. Uh, Gloater subbed, uh, Shadow Snipe forty one, Coach Keith, uh, Shint spam. Prince Wilhelm says, uh, please don't starve, Travis, have my bits. Big Matt 217, uh, hi, Travis, here's $5 bills and more to come. We've got Mount Nizzle on the show. Where are you calling from, Mount Nizzle? Hey, Travis, I'm calling from Anaheim, California. Okay, and so close, close to home. Yep. Yeah. What was your a big moment for you in 2017? Well, uh... I'm going to start this off with a little meme. Uh, I was watching a Base Yuna stream, and uh, Mark stepped in uh, for him while he made a sandwich and challenged uh, the, the chat to one-on-ones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got, it was a random, so he got Janna, and I got Talon, and I beat him, and then everyone like started shitting on him. But I mean, that was I you, feel for him. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I still have the I... clip. <laughs> so was that your favorite moment of 2017, whenever you uh... shit on Mark? Well, I mean, that was the funnest thing, I think, for me personally, but like in terms of LCS and. No, no, uh, that's fine. If you want to make that your esports highlight of the year, I'm fine with that. Yeah, go uh, back and, and dig up the vase that Travis can plant it in this video or something. No, okay, <laughs> no, uh, I'll do that while I'm talking. But, no, uh, don't worry being, about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But what, sorry, being, what was your LCS take? Um, I would have to say Core JJ finally getting a ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's deserved one ever since his dominant performance in North America. So yeah. I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Where have you been following his career for a long time? Um, no, Well, when he was on Dignitas, yeah. But, but aside from that, not really. So, yeah. I mean, I was just happy that he left uh, Dig and got onto a good team and then, you know, finally got a ring. <laughs> yeah. So kind of down, down that line of logic, like, why is it in particular, like... You know, he he played what a two two splits in North America, and that's it. Yeah. And then he was like in Korea before that, and in Korea after that. You know, why why is it that just like that little bit of time gave you the connection with this random Korean guy? I feel like he was underrated, if I'm being honest. Like uh, people look, people didn't really look at him. Like when people would mention names, it would always be like the Reckles, the Reckless, uh, like just high high tier 80, 80 carries, and he wasn't really mentioned. So. For him to have to go and go back to his uh, region, switch uh, positions, and then, you know, make it stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, thanks so much for calling into the show. Uh, I can't. I I definitely agree with you. It was a pretty cool thing to see. And as much as it hurts to have Faker, you know, crying after the the final match, like it's kind of cool to see that Cinderella story. So. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad about seeing him cry too, but uh, 
I don't know. I'm just happy that Samsung won because I'm pretty sure a majority of people didn't want SKT skins again. So <laughs> no offense to SKT, but yeah, I don't know, man. I would love to see what they do the fourth time around. Yeah, <laughs> they should just start picking the same champions so that there's there's no way for them to you know, reiterate. Anyway, thanks so much for the call. Uh, real quick, though, oh. uh, do you mind uh, if I put the clip somewhere? Uh, sure. Yeah, just uh, throw it into to chat or Discord. I I probably won't be able to edit it in, but I'm sure for anyone who wants to see that you would be... take any level of effort on Travis's point. Yeah. Uh, I put it in right there. Thank you. You want me to tag anyone or? You can do whatever you want. Oh, I will I not be did. interacting All with right. that Twitch clip, Matt. <laughs> it's for you and anyone you want to share it with. Yeah, I have Travis at gunpoint. I messaged him on Skype. I was like, Travis, you're not going to fucking open that on stream. You get that? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, All right, then. Have a good one. All right, have a good one, guys. Yeah. See it. Thanks. As we're getting it really speaks to the strength of the NA region that we can have somebody like Cord JJ come over here yeah. and then go back to Korea and win a world championship. As we're we're going back through the... As we're waiting for the next caller, Tasby has subbed, Amoxic has subbed, Gorilla956, and... Deuce the King. And now you're joined by a sub. And now we're joined by a sub. Khan on the show. How are you doing, Khan? Doing pretty good. How are you doing, Travis? And that right. crowd? Thanks, yeah. Are you Khan Kwan? Khan I am Khan Joe 78 on okay. Twitch. Not the new TSM translator. I know. Who had been the TL support and other stuff. Where are you calling from, Khan? I am calling from Idaho. I'm a, I called a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yes. And we made potato memes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Can I just like say like how like awesome Kelby is for wearing a Christmas sweater to the show and everything, and how like. Right. He, he or what are you trying like to say about marketing? I don't, Thank you. I try, I man. Yeah. I'm putting effort in over here. If I had a Christmas sweater, I would. I just wasn't. I'm not gonna go buy one. Yeah. I think I I think uh, you're actually insulting me and Mark more than you're complimenting Kelby. I'm not insulting you guys. I'm just recognizing, you know the. Somebody for putting some extra. I have, effort I have Christmas oh, yeah. some pants. extra effort, unlike me and Mark. Some I have PJ pants. Can I should I put them through my arms? Yeah, are all so, people from Idaho so this look. presumptuous? Con, is <laughs> oh, there... no, I'm actually from. I'm originally from the East Coast, so that's where I go. Oh, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Okay. Yeah, that's very East Coast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you ended up in Idaho halfway. You were on your way over to the good side, and then you you crashed on the way. You made it almost all the way there, but yeah. stopped work, just a little short. Work takes you where you have to work, so. Yeah. Con, hey, I'm retarded, you... and I'm about to prove that. What side of the Mississippi is Idaho on? The it is definitely on the west side. Wait, west side. was that a serious question? <laughs> was that a serious... Yeah. All right, we're Con, gonna Con, we're gonna edit that vod. As for far you, Mark. as as far as I'm concerned, there's there's ten states in, in the United States. All right. Con, what did you want to talk about for 2017? So, what was a big moment for you? 2017. While I enjoyed Worlds and I really liked it, my overall take for 2017 is that like. Having worlds every year is actually bad for like an NA and EU as a region. Interesting. I think the most and, fascinating thing about this is that you've hmm. managed to work an opinion that is probably not relevant to the show's topic into the show anyway by saying this is I your like take it. on hey, choice. You know what, Travis? Because I like it because we were having a ball with all the other questions. Con right? comes into the yeah. show, he criticizes my apparel. And then starts a whole discussion around a topic. I not really criticize your apparel. I praise. Kelby's. Yeah. So, so you think that we do worlds what like every other year or something? Or I would actually, yeah, I'd say every other year might be better. And maybe you can, you know, you can still have like an international type big tournament every year. Maybe you can do a World Cup, like you know, kind of like talk about All Stars. Like you can do a serious, maybe two month long actual World Cup with like countries being represented for teams and stuff. 
I think the reason why Worlds can be bad for uh, those regions in particular is obviously they don't succeed in it. Like, Like everybody has kind of said, there's no expectations to do well. But that's not like what these teams are promoting in a lot of their content. Like if you watch TSM Legends, if you listen to every t- like every every time you they talk about it, they're always talking about how they want to go far in worlds and succeed. Yeah, they have hope. Like, consistently, like the first caller tonight saying it was a disappointing year because MSI sucked and Worlds sucked for us. So my most my favorite part of the year is roster changes. What is that saying about the whole year as a whole in terms of your region, like, LCS action? I mean, I don't know, dude. This sounds to me like you want to stick your head in the sand and just like, oh, we don't suck. I don't don't prove that to me once a year or twice a year maybe with MSI. I don't, I, I'm not saying I don't disagree we don't suck. What I think I'm saying is you just had, you know, a whole bunch of people just invest a lot of money into, a you know, an NALCS and viewership did take a hit enough to where Riot had to switch it to best of ones, hoping that bolsters it back up. You have a lot of money being invested. Is you consistently having your your region look bad going to help sustain your region as a whole? Where do all you think? Sports... Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that viewership in NALCS yeah. has been dictated by per- regional performance at Worlds? I think slightly it has. Um, do you think been, that was a bigger portion of the potential dip, or was it the best of three dual stream not using the existing Twitch channels? I think well, hurt well, I think that hurt it a lot. I think Riot's whole scheduling thing is a bunch of they're not smart about how they schedule their leaks. I mean, they promote the NA and EU LCS as like one big thing, and they expect people to watch like eight, sixty games in four days. Yeah, like no regional regional person's gonna watch that, even if you love League. Well, I don't think that they expect people to watch that many games. I think it's just uh, that sort of, you know, not every you don't watch everything that happens at the Olympics. Uh, oh, I agree. I, I mean, just think you'll have a hard time making this argument uh, with and having people buy into it because, especially because you're, we're coming from kind of an NA centric perspective, but. Do you think China wants to have worlds every two years, right? Like, they keep showing pretty good results there, if not first. Like, there's a chance for them that they at some point in time are, they could they win the whole thing. What you, what'd you say? Well, so like, I mean, I'll ask you guys. What, when was the last time a Korean team lost to a non-Korean team in a best-of-five at Worlds? At Worlds? It was 2014. And it was, oh, it was OMG beating Najin. Yep. Only time it ever happened before that was... And season two finals when uh, Azubu Frost lost to Taipei Assassins. Other than that, yeah. every world since then, no LCK team has lost to a non LCK team in the best of fun. So, yeah, I know the, that stuff pretty well. Thank you. Uh, you the do. question I'm is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a dick for fun. But <laughs> the, the question is uh, why would you possibly want to get rid of the most hype event of the year solely because your region doesn't do well, despite the fact that it is one of the key factors in investment? When you're saying that you're concerned about dipping viewership numbers in North America, how about the stats page that they come up with every year where Worlds was played? For 40 million people and 200 billion viewer hours and yada, yada, yada. Like that, if, if your concern is viewership, this is one of the best tools for viewership and you want to put it every two years? It might be the... Okay, think of it... I guess here's my argument, especially for NA and EU. 
what good like if you're a fan of the region, what good is Worlds going to be for those stats if you're not able to sustain your own region as a whole with the viewership you get for your regional play? I I think there's just I think your premise is that local viewership will decline as teams continue to perform poorly. I, it has declined so far. Well, yes, but I think you are it's correlation is not causation, right? Like you you believe like we don't know what has happened with the player base in North America. We don't know. Yeah, we do. What effect? Just, just look up the number of ranked players. It's gone down. North America is the only region that has the average ranked player base going down. Yeah, but the Riot doesn't publish those numbers. No, but they're public. Well, you can look that up yourself. Using third party. Right. Yeah. But yeah. those are accurate. And we don't know. We don't know if that necessarily means that the player base has gone down. But it is. How dare Mark you is right in that there is how, a how dare I go to to public posts that are all over the internet that you can Google in two seconds? How yeah. dare I, I cite? No, I'm just saying the ranked players going down doesn't necessarily mean player base is going down. But it yeah. is probably a fair assessment, or it is. It is I'm it just increases saying that people that there's North American player base. But the, the competitive North American player base is factually shrinking, sure. and that has nothing to do with the esports component oh definitely yeah esports and the actual game itself are totally separate well kind of i'm just saying that like average player base matters for esports but esports doesn't necessarily matter for the average player yeah Yeah. i i think that uh my only point is i don't know that there's any evidence that any direct evidence that north america's poor performance at international events has led to a decrease in viewership uh, I think if you did some polling of fans, my premise, my guess beforehand would be that it was more the best of three change and also just a overall lack of interest in League of Legends because they may be playing it less that has led to a drop in viewership, not Worlds. So I don't, I do not think, I look, I think there are reasonable arguments to be made about, you know, how frequently we do international events that North America competes at if, North America is never going to win because there's like a morale hit that can take place there. But I don't think that you do it because you don't make that argument based off of concerns about uh, NALCS viewership. I agree. I, like I said, it's just, it says a lot as a whole when people are more excited for the off season than it does the actual NALCS play. I would also like, say that I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, I think, I think these are very exciting times. Just like it's very exciting in the NBA offseason and yeah, yeah, every, every sports offseason are very exciting. But it's not like, you know, oh, man, ESPN's getting more viewers now than it did during the finals or whatever. Like there's not more news around it then. Like the, the, the pinnacle of your, your sports calendar year will always be the most important thing. Uh, and, and you can't just take away the climax of the year because it makes two regions feel bad. Not to mention, I think unlike traditional sports, there is a lot more fandom for other regions than the local regions. So, I mean, I think fans like to see in North America, like to see Faker play on the final stage, right? Like we, there was no issue uh, selling out staples last year, despite the fact that it didn't feature North American team. Yeah. And EU LCS fans like to watch, or EU fans like to watch anything, as long as it's not EU LCS. Uh, also, Gino in chat uh, mentioned something that we also kind of talked about, was that Riot stopped using their, their main Twitch channel, uh, which I actually think was way more impactful than anyone ever has admitted. Like, they had, at the time, I, I think Syndicate somehow beat them, but they were like the first channel to a million or second channel to a million. And they're one of the biggest Twitch channels around. And then they just stopped using it for their weekly broadcasts. 
Uh, and I, I agree 100 percent with that. That was yeah. again. Yeah, that's their that's handling pr- of the whole thing was just bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, Con, uh, we're gonna move on to some more callers just so that we can get rotated enough people through. But thank you very much for calling in, and uh, it's an interesting discussion that maybe deserves a uh, a stage on a on a different show. Well, definitely. And yeah. you guys all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year. Yeah, have a good one. Keep holding it down Dan. in Idaho. Yep. All right, on to the next Yeah, call. fun with that one, at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I think felt like you were falling asleep to some of these. Someone no. come in and be like, I like this, and you'd be like, yeah, that's great. No, no, no. I think a lot of these are great. I think this this one is, is harder because it's less of like a 2017 thing. Uh, Vacui has sub. Thank you, Vacui. Uh, looking forward to oh, and Vacui is also I think in the queue right now to join the calls, so that'll be exciting to have. Pay to play. He or she on yeah, exactly. It's all pay to play right here on Hotline League. First we got Riku. Rico, how do you pronounce? Oh it? my god, kill me. How do you pronounce What's up? it? Uh, it's supposed to be Rico. Rico. I put the H in, thinking oh English people will get it. Right. <laughs> Rico, that, if anything, from? you should have said "Oh, English." It yeah. phonetically never makes sense. Yeah. Uh, right. Rico, where are you calling from? Uh, good old Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Nice. Scotty boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Cheese. Rico, is there anything that, or what is it that you would like to talk about with 2017? Uh, I guess my like part I like the most about 2017 and the years prior is that C9 actually does better than TSM every year. At least since I've been watching it. And at worlds, no one ever right? talks about that at worlds. Sorry, excuse yeah. me at worlds. And no one talks about them ever. It's always the TSM story every year. Yeah. But no one talks about C9. Well, maybe if C9 went to MSI or the finals for events, more people would talk about yeah. them. The, the, the other thing that I would bring up as well is that, this is actually something that we discussed on an earlier point in the show and was my advocation for TSM potentially not switching rosters is that regardless of whether or not C9 does better, the fact is they don't go deep enough for people to care. Um, like, who cares if you can make it to quarters? Um, ultimately, I don't think that any fans or people really care unless you can like go to semis or even go to finals and understanding where NA is at as a region, that was my ar- argument for potentially why it would be silly for TSM to go for better results. It'd be better to have more popularity. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I was when I said the thing in Discord was like, I think that C9 needs to destroy everybody this year to get out of the TSM shadow, and they have to go deep, like you just said, into worlds where people mm-hmm. finally see them as like the second, at least prior seasons, the second contender against. TSM. Yeah, the struggle for C9. Oh, we all talked about the struggle for C9 is that they are unable to ever build a narrative around themselves that leads people to believe that they're going to have success at Worlds. And maybe they're starting to build that narrative now because they continue to outperform TSM. But it's hard when they are like sneaking in to to the third spot and like having to go through play-in. Yeah, sneaking. Uh, trying to and having to go through plan first in order to get to worlds like that's never going to inspire a ton of hype. Whereas if you have TSM just like decimating people for a split yeah. and then looking, you know, maybe pretty good at at finals, that's going to lead to more hype and more conversation around TSM. Also, they're TSM, right? Like just yeah. naturally, you know, CLG when Kelby ran them were probably one of the worst performing teams in the NALCS. 
Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. They weren't that I think you're forgetting some of the teams in there. I mean, they had to face off against Azure Cats to keep their spot. Um, XDG. Yeah. XDG went to Worlds. That when they came back, season four. Do you do you remember actually never mind? I'm this is too much of a d- tangent, sorry. Continue, Travis. Yeah, either way. So my point is like CLG were where it had like a ton of people talking about them in a, in a world where you know the double if being on the analyst desk was like a huge meme because he was just not never making it there. So <laughs> I I think that's kind of the the problem that C9 has faced, uh, and it, we saw them face it again in 2017. So I'm I'm well, curious yeah. to see if if now your your point of a big moment is C9 proving once again that for some reason they can outperform supposedly better in a talent at Worlds. Um, and I think that's a, a really good point for this year. Um, but we'll have to see if they're able to sort of start to cultivate, you know, that narrative of, of performing well. Well, I know we don't want to look too far forward in next yeah. year, but we've talked a lot about re- roster speculation in previous episodes, so I don't feel too bad. But do you feel like the roster moves this off season are setting them up to finally overtake TSM in the narrative? Or do you think they're going to get left behind again? Um. I think losing, I, I think I agree with the last guy that he said contracts and then were kind of like a equal trade, um, so to speak. I think contracts are pretty good, and I think he's just, I think you got you can grow with him more than you probably did with Sven. But I don't know what possessed him to get rid of Impact or what happened <laughs> with that deal. But like you have, you have S, all of SKT saying, oh yeah, C9 has impact, C9 has impact, and take it for what it's worth, but. If they're saying that world champions, I mean, he's probably worth keeping around, and I just, I, I think that's good. Yeah, well, yeah, I get that, right? The money. Yeah. So you're on delay. So I'm going to do that for another ten <laughs> seconds, even though my hands are currently back down. Good, good point. Um, but I mean, like now it's going to be a matter of, I guess, who overthrows TSM or EL or whoever. I yeah. guess I'm more interested to see who's going to actually create a fan base. That's not just chanting TSM all the time, even when TSM's not playing the game. Like, what really, what's, what's going to take to create a fan base that's not just chanting TSM yeah. instead of chanting Liquid or whatever? What's, what's wrong with chanting TSM, dude? That's, that's a historic esports tradition these days. You need to have big personalities that put themselves out there, that broadcast and also create a narrative around them and hopefully have some results. Yeah. Sounds easy, dude. Raiko, thank you so I much mean, for the the call. We did it. Excited about Thanks. excited about your C nine. Uh, you know, looking at at what happens with C nine next year for sure. All right, yeah, thank you. Uh, nice sweater, by the way, Kelby. Oh, Thanks, hey, man, get out of here. He's gone. It's not even red or green. Can we settle down on how great a sweater that is? No problem. I'm not like, geez, you guys are getting a little jealous over here. Hey, yeah. The sweater's shit. Settle down. Okay. No one compliments me. They just tell me I look homeless. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. you, you do look homeless. Uh, let's. <laughs> that might be the story for 2017. Mark's home, uh, consistent homelessness. Uh, Mechalara has sub. Thank you, Mechalara. Uh, looks like we, uh, we're we getting on might a new, new recently subbed Vacui. Thank you, Vacui, for the sub. And where are you calling from? I'm calling from Massachusetts. Ooh, you're hey! quite, We're going to turn you up a little bit. That's uh, Mark's hometown state. Where are you in Massachusetts? <laughs> You're very excited about that. Yeah. Vecly, where, where are you in Massachusetts? <laughs> Hello? 
Hey, can you hear us? Hi, Vecli. I can hear. I can hear you. Can uh, you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we. Okay. Well, when you talk, <laughs> trying, try trying to catch where you're from in Massachusetts, because Mark is from there. Western Mass. Western Massachusetts. Okay. Springfield. That... Uh, a couple towns away. Okay. All right. I'll just pretend you're you're at the Six Flags. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds about right. Nice. Okay, Vecli. What did you want to talk about? Well, I got two topics that I'm very well versed in. Uh, we could talk about the uh, the memes of 2017, or if you want to talk about Team Liquid, because I've been following them. Pre- I mean, what closely. sounds like you're talking about the same thing. Oh well, <laughs> one and the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why don't you start off with the memes? Yeah, I'm excited to hear your oh, okay. what. What was your favorite meme of 2017? Well, uh, I'm very partial to uh, Mark's uh, silver scrapes, uh, but to spare him from. Uh, the uh, the torture. I guess we'll we'll glance. You're sparing everybody. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) Music to my ears. Well, uh, I I really liked since I was a Liquid fan. I like Vault Boy and how that kind of came and went in a week. Do you think Uh, it went away? I feel like anytime somebody mentions Golden Boy, C9 literally just made an announcement video where he had a Vault Boy mask on as he pumped iron. I don't think it's gone away. Yeah, it is true. Um, uh, but it is. What is a fair point is that. That meme came out, and then Golden Glue's season kind of ended, so maybe it was like the meme came just at the wrong time for Golden Glue. Well, I uh, I see where you're coming from. To me, I just kind of don't like Golden Glue, so I kind of guess I pushed it out of the way a bit. Oh, oh damn, how okay. Do you, how do you not like Golden Glue? So your favorite meme was that Golden Glue's meme that Golden He's probably Glue's partial to mid laners that can actually good. perform on the big stage. Yeah. All right, so okay, so you got anything else on the meme front, Vacui? Uh, I really liked uh, Sneaky's maid outfit and how that's gonna stick around for a little while. Sneaky's maid outfit was pretty good. I'm excited about you know 2018's uh, Sneaky outfits too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for uh, for Optics' new meme heavy roster. Yeah. Uh, with uh with Power Evil and Arrow, I feel like Arrow's a uh, an underrated memer. Have you ever seen his Twitter account? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's something else I tell you. Yeah. I loved when he won the MVP and just like rubbed it in everyone's face. He was like, "How could he win?" He's just like, "Who gives a shit? I won. It's my award. Get out of my face." Yeah. And uh, how? Okay, I'm I'm gonna quote this tweet so I don't get it wrong. November twenty eighth. Hey, all caps, two exclamation part, exclamation marks, raindrop, cooking, blah blah blah, pot pot pot. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really follow that, but. Good stuff. Yeah, no, no one, no one does. Yeah, it's it's arrow. All right, so um, you, but... you told us about your memes. How about Team Liquid? Mm-hmm. Uh, just how 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 awful their their 2017 was in all their <laughs> acquisitions and and their, their drop players and like do you remember Link was on the team? No, no one really. Oh yeah, him. I forgot about that. No, they was splitting. He was splitting roster time with Golden Glue and Scrims, and yeah. then they just dropped him. Never, just never, because Golden Glue the Scrim God. Yeah, I never. Link was. I had been looking forward to interviewing Link, and before mm-hmm. he had even made his debut, he was gone. It was very sad. Yeah, well, but, uh, <laughs> wasn't doing so hot in scrims, yeah. from what I heard. Just, just how how much Team Liquid changed rosters. It was no none of their players got time to get comfortable with each other, and obviously the uh, uh, success never came to them. But I'm looking through the Leaguepedia in their 2017. It goes, Link joins, St. Vicious joins, Conquan joins, Youngman rejoins, Golden Glue becomes inactive, Bublev joins, Adrian joins, 
all in the span of like three months. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Actually, that right. would be a hilarious video is just to kind of go through like the the players uh, and staff members of Team Liquid throughout this year. Uh, and and finally, you know, I would you didn't mention this in the meme section, but right now we've got the paid by Steve meme, which I think is oh, a yes. pretty good meme. Well, that How that even started with the yeah. double acquisition. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. I I don't think that that meme is not going anywhere. You know, after this off season, that's gonna it's just getting stronger and stronger. You know, I think uh, the the memes of LCS are are definitely hitting a high point right now. Yes, we're at an all time high for memes. I agree and. These new teams are going to bring even better memes. So yeah, that's yeah. what you hope. Hundred L's when Hundred Thieves starts losing. No, I, I bronze I can't wait. guardians whenever golden <laughs> guardian starts losing. It's gonna be great. What about clutch? I don't know. Uh, no. Okay, yeah. way to go, guys. Thank you, Vic uh, for calling in. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good. One. All right, who we got next, Mark? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay, I'm excited. What is the FlyQuest joke we can do? I mean, I don't know. It's it's so easy. Quest, you know, there's got to be a million of them. Fail quest. Buy quest. Buy quest. Yeah, when like goodbye. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or maybe they get a buy, you know, in a, in one of the bracket stages. I don't. Uh. I gotta give a shout out to K-pop or Die, which I'm pretty sure is my photographer Jeremy. He wears uh, crazy outfits. Uh, thank you, K-pop or Die, for the sub. Uh, we got Rocket Surgeon on the show. Rocket Surgeon, I like this a lot. You know, Surgeon, Rocket Scientist, you've merged it. Yeah. Where, uh, where are you calling from? Your microphone is a little a little rough. Oh, is it? Um, here is that better? Yeah. All right. Um, calling from North Carolina. Okay. Um, hey, I'm Pablo. Here. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Where is, right. uh, what is your, what's your 2017 highlight? Uh, my 20, my 2017 highlight was the five minute level six on Nocturne, uh, Levi, or Levi's five minute level six on Nocturne, uh, against Fnatic this world. Nice. nice. I gotta say that was probably in game. One of the highlights of the entire year was just how fucking crazy that was. Yeah, and no one was ready for it, and it was just boom. Yeah. Diving bot, uh, yeah. And then everything that came from it, too, you know, just like, how could we have known this was coming? This was impossible to know. Like, how could we have prepared for a 2v1? Like, all this stuff, and it's like, just everything that came from that game as well was amazing. It really was. It, um... I just I thought uh, it was probably one of the most exciting matches of the year as well. It would be exciting. Yeah. Five minute level six, of course. Yeah. Levi's been doing his campaign for to come to North America. I'm very sad that that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, I know that you were doing an interview with Travis where you were talking about if he was going to be okay with like an academy team. Yeah. I don't know. There was a translation error. I'm not sure. I'm still unclear yeah. if uh, coming out of that. Yeah, I'm unclear as well, so I was looking to ask you to see if you had maybe figured it out, but I guess not. Yeah, I no, think... Uh, that, that video's already been monetized, it's already been viewed, there's no reason to do any more work on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the, the comments, I think there were some some native speakers that were explaining that he was he misunderstood the question and that he was implying he didn't necessarily need to join like a TSM team or something, he was happy to join one of the newer teams, I think. Uh, I'm not sure, so... Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. But it would be nice, and that is a a pretty hype moment. I wish we 
If this was a Yahoo show, we would be pulling this up right now. But or if uh, Travis just felt like using his fingers. No, I don't. I can't find it. I think in time, and then I'd play it. And then there's a commercial. Yeah, dude. Gam level six Nocturne, which is not show anything for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Either way, uh, no, I think that's a, a pretty good point. Uh, and I, I really appreciate it. Rocket Surgeon, anything else that you want to talk about from 2017? I don't want to kick you out of the, the call um, too quickly. Probably um, just the whole Dardock story and how CLG being my favorite team and just watching him kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, ruin the team's chances because if there was going to be a team that could handle him, well, now he's on Echo Fox, but um, I was really hoping it was going to be CLG and turn him into what he could be. But yeah. he just, I don't know. And we ended up with Omar God. And just I like Omar God as a person. I just, he just wasn't top tier. And it hurt us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting time. Oh. Dardock stuff. Dardock was apparently a lot of people's like focal point for the year, surprisingly. Yeah. There were so many good things that happened this year. Like the Dardock stuff, the TL stuff. I don't know. This I feel like it... For a year that did had decreased viewership, I feel like some of the stories were pretty insane from this year. Well, if you don't remember, I I would actually argue that spring, uh, twenty twenty yeah this year actually had the the best split we've ever had. The amount of crazy ass storylines like people don't remember like FlyQuest was the number one team and it was C C nine blue and C nine white or whatever yeah, like like there was so oh. much crazy shit. Arrow was like stomping kids super hard. TSM was struggling with turtles stepping in like. TL was falling apart. Like there, like there were storylines everywhere. Keith couldn't stop dying. Like everything was so fucking great in spring. Yeah, we didn't think Team Liquid was gonna win a game. Keith couldn't stop dying. That was one of the major storylines for you. No, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, that was like everyone was like, oh man, Echo Fox because Keith and like I don't know. Every team had like one huge, at least one huge thing going on. Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to say is uh, Star Guardian Urgot that needs to happen. Star right. Guardian Erdok would be good. Could be good. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rocket Surgeon, for the call. No problem. See you guys. Thanks, Oop. man. I just accidentally moved Mark into the other what channel. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Throw me out of here, I threw the wrong person. We got to change their admin privileges here. Yeah, yeah my you bad, my bad. Me, yeah. I, I wanted uh, Rocket Surgeon to stay on the show and you to leave. That was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. that was <laughs> what do you think? Uh, Your face could have stayed on. The video could have stayed on for the, the show, yeah. but I needed his voice. I liked it a lot more. Uh, uh, yeah, his his voice. Speaking of, we also do, as you can tell by his call and take calls from cans attached to strings. Yeah. I have them set up. No, I thought that's... he he was saying Star Guardian Ergot needs to happen because he he was Ergot calling through the mask. You know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Pain is real. All right. Uh, next yeah, caller, next. Mark. Yeah. Let's see who we got. Spence forty two. Thank you for the sub. How are you doing, Kelby? I'm doing great. Yeah. That's good, Kelvin. Here you go, Travis. I heard how much you loved the last guy's microphone, so I got you another. Louise, 9428. Uh, where are you from, and what's your microphone sound like? Hi, Travis. I'm from a very <laughs> shitty country, which I don't want to mention. I'm not from the U.S. Okay. You don't want to mention your country? Uh, my microphone doesn't sound too well, does it? No, That's it's, fine. It's, it's okay. We can understand you. Um, no, it's pretty shitty. Okay, your country's shitty, so you're ashamed to mention the name <laughs> of your country on the show. I've heard people that don't want to say, like, they're nervous about saying the city they're from. 
uh, you know, it, I don't know if we've ever had anybody not say the state, but you're you're literally like, I don't want to tell you anywhere about the country that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, Travis, to tell you the truth, I'm from Venezuela. Venezuela. Okay, that's, very cool. That's well, I'm happy to have you on the show. So <laughs> I, I have not Thank spent you, as much man. time in South America as Thank I would you. like to, but uh, I've met the Venezuelan people before. They're amazing. And you seem amazing, too, and I'm excited to hear what you thought was amazing in 2017. Do you know what was amazing? Well, a lot of you people in Twitch chat, in Reddit, you get sad when TSM loses, right? Yeah. Me? I get so creamed and so happy when when those shitters lose. Okay. So why do you... Why do you get so happy when TSM loses? Yeah. First off, I am a CLG, a C9, RNG, and KT fan. I love those teams. Okay. Um, I I love Afro. I love Sneaky. I love so many other players. Um, when I saw Double F walk into Crown and just die, I laughed so <laughs> hard because I knew they were going. <laughs> so what? Like you you've described why you're a fan of other teams. Is there a reason why you don't like TSM? Um, I hate how cocky Haunter is. I hate how overrated Bjergsen is. And uh, even though I I really like Doublelift and I more or less respect him, I've I've been so angry at him at how much he he chokes internationally. Okay. Well, you should be like, happy really at how much he chokes internationally because you want TSM to fail. Well, not anymore. Well. I also hate Reginald. Okay. okay. Good subject change. <laughs> Don't have to address he that one. He hates their social media guy, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy too. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you dislike yeah. about Reggie? You said that Hanser is too cocky and Bjerg is overrated, but what do you dislike well, about Reggie? Well, on the topic of Hanser, yeah. I think that Hanser is not even a top four top laner. He's not even going to be top five this spring. Okay. Who really? Who are, the, who are the four top yeah, who players? Who do you put ahead of them? Number one, someday. Numbers two, three, and four is going to be between Flame, Darshan, and Huni. Okay. And then it's going to be Hanser right there because Hanser is a <laughs> is a solid tank player who does his job, but he has shitty weight management. He has the he can play carries. In fact. Hanser is the very definition of the NAJs. Okay. okay. The goddamn NAJs, which every region in the world <laughs> makes a meme out of, out of an A. Okay. All right. Very good. So, <laughs> and, so to reiterate, your 2017, the highlight of 2017 for you is watching TSM lose. Yes. In fact, do you remember TSM at MSI? Yes. We got to see TSM lose to Levi. God damn it, that guy is amazing. Yeah. I love Levi. Don't you guys love Levi Twitch chat? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they do. It'll take a second for <laughs> them to, to answer your question. Uh, Luis, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, how? So you obviously hate TSM, and it seems like it's all player-related, whereas I feel like a lot of the times that people hate TSM, it's due to the other fans or maybe like a single player. Do, do you hate TSM at all for any other reasons, or is it pretty much exclusively the players and, and staff? And I also hate their fans. I, I think their fans are artistic. Oh, <laughs> oh God. 
Don't you get me said wrong. Artistic. I, yeah, artistic. They're very. No, I didn't. No, no, no. I no, didn't no, I think say you that. said artistic. Yeah, you definitely. Yes, said that. that's what I said. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> and he's a sciences guy. Yeah. The thing is, I met some really good TSM, <laughs> some really good TSM fans, some really good talks, but <laughs> most of them, like, they bring so many boneheaded opinions. On social media and on Reddit, like people saying that Arrow didn't deserve to be MVP, that Hanser shit on Sunday. Yeah. What the hell? Did you guys even watch the games? So again, the the topic of the show was uh, what you what you, the big moments for you 2017. I'm I'm concerned that the majority of your call is just coming into you listing all the reasons why you don't like TSM. Well, well I mean, he came in. He said his favorite moments was the fact that TSM yeah. failed. Twice internationally, yeah, and then we kind of they got failed at MSI. They had a 10k goal lead against G2, and they could never close it. Yeah, that is. And that, that is true. Story. Remember, remember the their loss to Flash Wolves. <laughs> the Flash Wolves were so damn bad at Worlds that yet TSM managed to be worse in one game. They lost it, then they lost a tie break to Misfits. Oh, by the way, I like Misfits, but I think that. People kind of overrate him a bit because I think it was more SKT being better than being really good. But on TSM, man, I have a, I'm still kind of angry at Double, but you know, I never like him because he gives up so many choking memes now mm. of an ADC just walking into a walking into a victor to die. Of an ABC that does not flash at the right time, thank you, Double Lift. Yeah. All right, Luis. Thank you so and much for thank the call. You, and thank you so much, Double Lift, for making sure that TSM does not make it out of group. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Luis, for your call onto the show. Uh, definitely a different perspective, I think, than some of the other callers we have had a chance to talk to tonight. And uh, it's nice to hear, you know, the sort of reflective opinion you've been able to share with us about 2017. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, man. Uh... You know, I kind of like, I really uh, can relate to that guy because if, if there's like a team that you hate and you just like want to see them fail more than everything, then like Worlds every year is somebody who's like a TSM hater has just got to be the greatest event when they get the group of life. Yeah. And then, you know, like they bomb out. That guy's just got to have like the best. And he was, that was like pure joy. Yeah, he was like, he was, he described these things. Yeah, just laughing. He was so happy, like genuinely happy. Yeah. Like, like me hearing roses for the first time happy about TSM not making it out of groups. I mean, it's, it's, I can understand not liking a team and enjoying when they fail, but to have that be your highlight of the esports years (laughs) for least League of Legends years, surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's like less, less than celebrating the victories, it's more about uh, celebrating the failures for that for him. Uh, all right, so next call, who we got, Mark? Oh, he he went off to go find somebody. We're gonna find out in just a moment. For next, uh, I am the fourth Hokage. Yeah, what's up, Travis? Where you what's your favorite from? jutsu? Um, uh, you know, it's the. It's my character's thing. The he throws the 
the flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the teleportation thing. Yeah, I think it's you... like really cool. What uh, anime world are you calling from? I am the fourth Hokage. It's calling from the Leaf Village, Travis. Jesus Christ, you're embarrassing. Okay, I don't know. Where, <laughs> you don't no, know where the are you Leaf calling village? from? Where, All right. where are you calling from? <laughs> I am the fourth uh, Hokage. Sorry, what location that, are you calling from? <laughs> that took me like completely off guard. I'm calling from uh, Dallas. Okay, Dallas. Okay. And Big are they mostly accepting of of your uh, you know interests in Texas? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I heard what uh Kelby said. I didn't hear what you what Travis said. Uh, to, to answer Kelby's thing. Overwatch League is like almost guaranteed to fail in my hey! opinion. Okay. What oh, is your uh, yeah? Just are kidding. they accepting of your anime interests in Texas? Uh, I mean, I'm that like stereotypical like video game league player that barely leaves the house, so I don't even know. Oh, good. Okay, that's a good good way of dealing with it. What do you want to talk to us about tonight? I am the fourth Hokage. What was the big 2017 thing for you? Oh, um, I really wanted to talk about Team Liquid, but I saw, like, Bakui, like, talked about that. So, like, my my thing is, like, Rift Rivals. Okay. Um, like, looking back on Rift Rivals, that tournament was actually a hot, steaming pile of trash. Okay. Like, <laughs> Jesus. So, I mean, uh, I mean, it's worth noting that's the only great success North America had this year. So, be careful <laughs> before you, you flush that one out, you know. I liked Rift uh, Rivals. I mean, so I, I thought the idea of Rift Rivals was was good. It just, like, everything before screamed that it was just kind of thought up at the last minute. Hmm. So I personally thought it was going to be bad, and it, for the most part, ended up being bad. Can you elaborate um, on that a little bit more? Like, what did you think made it feel like it was, a, a you know, kind of thought up at the um, last minute? Uh, well, whenever, when it was announced, it was announced, um, like only a month before the actual event was planned or something like that. I may be wrong on, I don't, I don't think though. Okay. I don't think I am. Um, and then like, I believe they ch ended up like changing up the format from the announcement anyways. Yeah. There so initially it was supposed to be almost like a crew battle kind of thing where like you put your worst teams in first and then like winner stays on the court kind of thing, which I actually thought was really cool before yeah, they just went I to like a, a more standard group stage. Yeah, I I really like that. Um, format wise, I think format for the NAEU thing was actually pretty good. They basically had the world's group stage, and then the best of five between the two best like records from the regions. Um, the Asian one with the Chinese, uh, Taiwan and Korea was just really bad because it was all best of one. Um, also the results kind of like gave like a false impression that NA was actually good, which a lot of people that weren't like, you know, NA like biased uh thought was the case. Like Well oh. I think I think that's interesting because I would I accepted the fact that at that point in time we were better than Europe, but I just didn't think that it would have any bearing on worlds, which uh it didn't. But I think you can still relish that victory over Europe. It's not like it didn't happen. And if anything, we had, like, we were on the like the the lesser footing because we were the ones who had to travel over and that kind of stuff. So, in that regard, I I still think you have to give it like a little bit of validity. Well, to to kind of stroke the NA pride a little bit too, uh, we sent 
at the time, C9 was like, what, seventh place? And P1 was last. And I was only like fourth or fifth, but yeah. Yeah, they, C9 was middle of the pack. P1 was really was last place. Um, and then EU actually sent over their three, like three of their top four teams or something at that moment. UL ended up like falling out at the end of the season. But I mean, it, it felt good that we like we had a bottom tier team like run run train on like the best of, yeah, out of yeah, Mike yeah. Young boy. Yeah, so that that Mike Young I really is probably on Mike TSM Young. today because of that of Rift Rivals. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he, he like after Rift Rivals, he barely like did anything. Yeah, like, and you, I don't know if you can really fault him considering the jungle meadow was like tanks, and you can't really carry hard on tanks. So like, P, and P one was trash besides Mike. Yeah, so, uh, that, that's beside the point, though. So the most hype moment for you, or the big thing for you this year, was just sort of a disappointment in Rift Rivals. Yeah, I, I just felt like it was poorly like executed. I, yeah. I like the idea. I just don't like how they did it. The main thing I don't like is the fact that they like they did it half a split after spring, but they still use like the spring standings. Mm. So you didn't. You had like. Say say you would have won that, the only team that from NA at that point that was looking strong was TSM. So we it would have kind of almost been pointless. And then in like the LCK MVP was like sent over and that yeah you just had a lot of it it didn't actually have the best teams from each regions at that point in time in my right. opinion. Right. Well, thanks so much for the call. Uh, I think uh, your th assessment of Rift Rivals, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed uh, in that event. And then I think some people were happy about it, but it's hard to say if that was because NA did well or if it was because the event was well executed. Yeah. and You know, I, I still like the idea, and I hope they just, like, improve it next year. Yeah. Well, thanks and so also, much. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'd also like to compliment Kelby on his sweater, mainly just to piss off. Well, it was great having him on the show. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sucks. Sucks his internet cut out right there. I'm huh? glad that he was able to call in. Uh, There's a lot of men of taste on this program. Yeah. Hey, when are we gonna get a woman on this program, guys? I mean, we uh, have taken zero female callers. Well, this, yeah, on really, this episode, really gets in the way my sexist pigs. It gets the, in the way of my sexist agenda. On uh, this episode, we we did so, or we haven't, but on other episodes, we have. Uh, what have we? Yeah, Skipper. <laughs> Oh, pff. she's That's not an esports fan. Yeah. I don't know. I've never met Skipper before in my life. Hey, guys. Uh, Kelby's feeling really lonely. If you could reach out, even if she doesn't follow League, get get one of them to call in. Join this Discord. I'm married. That looks yeah, like I it know. was... Is that... Is, uh, excuse me, podcast? Kelby. Can you please put that closer to the webcam? It looks like permanent marker on your finger. Oh, oh I see. The ring suddenly showed up there. Interesting. That wasn't there before. All right. Who who do we got next, Mark? Uh, we I got know. maybe twenty more minutes, I think. All right, calls. yeah, we'll get through these. these. Yeah. Let's see if we got anybody else that subbed. Uh, nobody yet, but I'm sure. Listen, if I could just say this really quickly, it's Christmas time, everybody. Everybody's looking for the hottest gifts. There's nothing like a sub to the SOTL Travis Twitter Twitch channel, which you can gift now to other people. You can bring happiness to and and great stuff to their hearts and uh now we got writing teacher on the show who is a sub as well 
Uh, writing I actually don't what remember you... what he said. What was actually? The big here? I'm not a sub. Oh, I'm uh, I'm an actual teacher. Oh well. Oh, <laughs> what do you teach? That's great. <laughs> you know. Was that was that an intentional pun? Hey man, I have to drop the lines when I get them. Right? Okay, that was right. so good. I was so yeah, impressed. Was I was so right. I think Kelby didn't understand what happened because he's not like normally. He loves puns. He looks stunned. Kelby on the is camera. super cool too, though. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, what do you teach? Uh, or, is that, or is that the joke? Though? I uh, I thought it was in the name though. <laughs> um, yeah, I teach writing. writing. Writing teacher. Wait, I mean, like, do you teach like like college or high school or? Like I, I teach the little ones, so it's like it's a big deal. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, what what did you? What was the big thing for you in 2017? Writing teacher. Um, actually, there was like a few things. Like, um, I'm a Team Liquid fan because I guess um, I played StarCraft two, okay. and um, you know that was a big. Wait, deal. where like, did you play? was a thing. Um, I played Protoss, and um, well, actually, I was a big like Testy fan. He was like a huge player back when I was sort of watching replays. So he played random. I tried to play random for a bit and it was like, nope, I'm not that good. <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah, I, I kinda like grew up with the whole team liquid thing. And then when they got a league team, I was like super uh that was kind of like when I started watching esports. Nice. So so about the, the liquid thing, um I was super disappointed that like Mickey is nowhere to be found. He's MIA. Um and kind of just off of that I guess to move forward and, and stop talking about Liquid, um, I think like NALCT, NALCS teams need to really work on building players as brands more so than they need to work on themselves because I think if we invest in players, um, each team will have like easy access to like an immediate fan base. So uh, I, I just think there's like, um, like for instance, there's a lot of parallels with the traditional sports now. Um, like I'm I'm a players guy, like, Derrick Rose was my guy, and now he's injured. Uh, he was in Chicago, you know, his breakout year. And, um, you know, I just stick with players. You know, I, I'm from Texas, and so San Antonio is pretty – it's like my team, but at the same time, I find myself watching other teams because of the players. And I think you need to see that a lot more in, uh, in ALCS. Yeah, teams are nervous, I think, of building up players too much because if you build up the players and then you – have a an off season where you have to bring in like we saw this with Sven and Mithy, right? Like the the a lot of the fandom that was at TSM, despite being one of the few teams that has just a native fan base, was yeah. around uh double lift and and sort of that, that roster they had before. So when they had to change out sixty percent of their roster, a lot of people were questioning whether or not they wanted to support TSM uh for this year. So I think that's kind of one of the, the issues that people have had. Well what is the alternative? Uh, building up, I mean, Optic and TSM, you know, G TSM generally speaking, uh, have done good jobs of building up the fan base around their brands. But do you think that those fan base around their brands were a product of the players that they had and what they contributed? Or because they were doing team stuff? Possibly, but I think that they were able, like Greenwall, right, is a reference to the fan base of optic it's not the yeah, fan yeah. base necessarily of one of the teams what nade shot built like nade shot built green wall with hex like that guy is so massively responsible for making optic what it is today in sure. part that that might be true but the fan base stays with optic and has traveled yes. with 
you're right which is why you don't need to be scared of losing these star players because you will naturally retain some of these players. So do you, you think at... that it was fine for oh, that's CLG cool. yeah, that's a good point. to lose Doublelift to TSM and that that wasn't a big no. brand hit for them? So No, it was a big brand hit. Just like as you're referencing, when Doublelift and Bio leave, you're going to have a net loss from your current point, but you will still have, over the period of time, gained more. Like, yeah. TSM is so large part due to Reggie and Dyrus and Odd One and True. Turtle and all these guys over the years having players that are big and stars and stream like Bjerg and what they've contributed. Like if you look at the popularity of LCS teams within the franchise as they exist now and you list them off from like top to bottom, the guys that are at the top will have had the most stars as part of their organization over the long Mark, term. Mark, you're going to give me a And the ones at the bottom won't. That, I mean, that, is... that was the winner. That was, you know, like in the game show when you answer the right question and the lights go off. Cause he's oh, the yeah, Mark, you're like totally going off yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you lose double lift, it's going to suck. But over the course of time, you will have gained more fans than if you had just never had double lift or not invested in him while he's there. Yeah, right? I just think and that the... uh, a lot of teams have done have focused solely on uh, player brand building. And that I think it's it's a two direction road where you have to build the brand and the players right like i think Ooh. noah tried to do Oops. this with immortals where he tried to sort of create like this idea of a philosophy behind the the team and all that kind all of right, stuff Peter noah, by the way and uh shout outs to your um gillette like content that was super like awesome to see um and like look at you, you travis killing it tl travis uh youtube yeah. Please subscribe. Thank you. Uh, uh, you just nice. made Kelby really happy because he manages the Gillette relationship for TSM. What? So. Oh, it was really cool, me. dude. It was a. Yeah. Uh, I wish, like, though, I wish we had like the guys let loose a little bit more. I felt like you you could like get like uh, bits of their personality at times. Yeah. But um, I don't know if they're like coached not to get too into it. Like, hey guys, we're still professionals, you know. Well, I think hey, three of them are much. are new to the team, right? So they're a little nervous. Mark, did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah. Before we get with all the filleting, all right. The the other thing <laughs> nice. that Kelvin needs to mention is that you have to win. Nice too, word. All right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you, the, a lot of the people who tried to build up brands, like one, I don't think Immortals did a great job with their players. Like I, I saw Noah like way more than I saw his players. True. Uh, and this Noah's is a, notes. You don't love Noah's notes. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying do both. Um, and the other thing I'm saying is like C9 is another team if you want to point at that built off their players. It was Sneaky and Meteos and High and Lemon and Balls. All those people had such strong identities uh, and were very vocal about who they were. And then when the team needed to move on, they moved on and they still have fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won a lot when they played. And that that's the most important thing. You win a lot and let your personality show. Those guys were not particularly like shy. on like You knew who they were when you watched them. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time the two problems teams have is that, one, they don't win enough, and two, their yeah. players when they get on camera. No offense to Mike Young, but they like a guy like him just just states the facts and he's very nice and he has a, a you know a, a clear head. He'll for the get game. more confident. Bio Bio is nervous. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. But I'm just saying, like, you need. Bio to have- had double if to build him. By the yeah. way, like it can't be understated how much I think double if contributed to Bio's rise in popularity. That's why he's so valuable to an organization not just for the personality that he brings but how he can develop other personalities in your organization all right all right awesome. we know that it's is true your best friend. kelby you're already so biased towards double lift and all the content you create you just talk about double lift all the time and how great he is 
Can you stop. Hey writing? guys, this is a joke because Travis talks about Doublelift all the time. I don't his, think Travis has ever done content with Doublelift. Writing teacher, you got anything else for us? Um, actually, uh, I'm pretty good. But thanks you, thank you all for getting me on here. It was pretty nice to like see you all. Is this the last episode for real? Is that is that what's for going this on? year? For this year. For this year. Oh, okay. I feel you because yeah, it's like December. So yeah, yeah, take a good long break, dude. You've been doing super good. All of y'all are really cool to watch every time. Thank you. I have content. I try to watch it. Thanks, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm like a teacher, so it's like all on the weekends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm lucky tonight. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, man. What a great guy. A good topic. Yeah. Very nice guy. Yeah, I like that one. I, and I'm completely on on uh, board with you, Mark. I think yeah, that yeah. I've always said that like popularity is dictated by two paths. You have results and personality, and the only thing that scares me sometimes is like if you if you put all of your like it's really easy for teams to put all of their eggs in like investing into the results basket, but I think that's actually way harder to control than sure personality. Yeah. Oops, I clicked the wrong button. Hold on. Also, Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this and send this to Peter Travis when you were saying that you know like our. Talk about double, I, and I'm going to uh, clip Pete, it so Kelby, that you're only saying negative things, Peter said, and it's going to make you look like a piece of shit to Peter. Peter said that he was going to Korea, and he was going to miss... Whoa, Christ, what I come back into, Ke mommy Kel and daddy? Peter said he was going to Korea, and he was going to miss Bonnie, and I said, what about me? And he replied with a question mark, all right? So <laughs> you can say as many negative things to Peter as you want. Shit spam is here. Recall from shit spam. Uh, the great state of Massachusetts. Another Massachusetts. Wow. wow. Massachusetts Where are you? Dollars in the house. Uh, South Shore. Okay. Is that, what does that there. mean, Mark? South Shore. It's it's the South Shore of Boston. It's self-explanatory. Boston. I yeah, I don't I don't really. I watched South the Departed a couple. South Shore of Boston. Shit spam. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk to us about? Uh, I want to talk about was both my favorite and mis most disappointing. Uh, Part of this season, which Great was uh, Delta Fox. Delta Fox was your favorite and most disappointing. <laughs> Where, you yeah. were, you so you were disappointed by Delta Fox. Please tell me what your expectations for Delta Fox were. Well, I expected to be able to watch them. <laughs> That's actually fair. Yeah. Because like, so, you were disappointed, right? Not broadcasting all their games. Yeah, I. I never had interest in the uh, challenger scene, considering how bad it really is. The only yeah. other time I'd watched it was when Rush played for Cloud9 Challenger for a little. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I was just disappointed I didn't really get to see how bad they would perform. I mean, yeah. Did you think they were going to be bad? Because there was two camps. There were people who was like, they'll do well, or like decent even, and then people who were like, they're going to get murdered. Which one were you in? I think they had a chance, but I guess it really came down to practice. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy how that works. <laughs> one, one, one group of people is scrimming and playing all day every day, and the other group is streaming solo queue. Kind of crazy. Yeah. What I did think it was good for was, I think it was good for Echo Fox, as, I mean, great PR, getting such popular players, and also... I think the person who benefited the most out of it was probably honestly Shifter. Like, I don't think he was very popular at all before it. And now you go into a stream, he has like 5,000 viewers or more. 
Yeah, he went yeah. from like a, about one to two K concurrence that I usually saw up to like five to seven now. So he's yeah. yeah. It's been interesting uh, to see sort of the network effect of personalities in 2017. You saw that with Delta Fox a bit, where all those guys working together, they were able to, you know, sum is greater than the whole of its parts. And the the same thing with Offline, I think, where you've seen a lot of the personalities associated with what Mark and Scar are doing uh, really grow uh, because they're sort of able to move their audiences against each other. Okay, I didn't. I, I felt like for a second there was like a tongue in cheek thing coming. No, like, I, mean, it was just, I, I thought it. you were going to be like a Delta Fox sucked. It so did Offline. Yeah. I thought you were going to go. <laughs> Both things Mark were involved in failed terribly this year. How much revenue was offline bringing? And I haven't seen too many sponsor activations around that. Uh, Shin spam. So, what'd you think about uh, like the point that it kind of proved at to some point, like to some extent, that Challenger is hard, hard because you said you like you didn't care and they honestly suck, which I think is fine to have that opinion, but at least they kind of went in there and showed that like, if you took five solo queue heroes and put them all together, they would still get stomped out in, in challenger. Did you get, did you at least appreciate that element? Yeah. I mean, challenger had like dandy in it. Who's honestly, I think still one of the best junglers of all time. Had fly. Who's now in the LCS on fly quest and just a bunch of good players as a whole. So I, I don't really think that challenger is that easy considering like I think some of the um even the rookie like talent like licorice is going on cloud nine now and like I think Zazel is really good. I think as a whole Challenger is a lot harder than people would think it to be. Hey just out of curiosity I went and looked at the top threads for League of Legends uh subreddit this year and a couple of them are from April Fool's so I don't count them. The the next one is Right, hey. Sanjuro talking about Tyler One. The one after that is the Echo Fox uh, Challenger team, Delta Fox getting announced. The Dot Esports article, so uh, pretty good stuff. I'm sure that was half their traffic this year. Dot Esports. Uh, so Damn, many, Travis. So many. Well, I mean, like that—that that is a huge story. Um, yeah, I had like what 30k upvotes or something. 36k. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 3,366 comments. So. Uh, kind of along the line of troll shit in the Challenger series, uh, TCS is something I'm actually pretty happy about looking back at 2017. Yeah, somebody mentioned that in the Twitch chat a second ago. Yeah, that's totally not why I thought of it. I'm a very original person. I'm sure. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff I hope we see more of. I like when the community just decides to do fun shit by themselves. You know, like, you don't need Riot, you don't need esports and the orgs. Just, like, get a group of people together and have some fun. Yeah. I want to see more of that. And that's why this show... It's 445 viewers right now. You know, like that's, it's just all about getting some people. We're not having any fun. That's the problem. Yeah. Because I'm really jealous of Kelby's sweater. Yeah. That's true. Either way, thank you so much for calling in, Shin Spam. That's a fair, I I think a lot of us had forgotten about Delta uh, Delta Fox. So good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Have a good holiday. Yeah. Thanks, man. Two more people uh, coming in, and then we'll probably wrap the show. How are you doing, Kelby? I'm doing great. Just checking in with you again. Yeah, oh, I was like, uh, Nemu, is there something wrong with me? Nemu Asian has subbed, so is Flurry and Liquid Crusher. So thank you so much to those new subs on the show. I think Liquid Crusher uh, subbed previously. Spence42, where are you calling from? 
Hey, I'm calling from Camarillo, so if I bust out, it's because we just caught fire up here. So Wait, uh, where is that? Camarillo, California, uh, about an hour north of you, just south of Ventura. Okay. Mm. Wow. Okay, well, wait, did you just, did you just, get, is there some new fire? No, St. Thomas is still It's still going. Yeah, I heard that they're evacuating people in Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa Barbara is having issues, but. Yeah. Is it near you now, or are you mostly okay? Uh, we're mostly fine. I'm a little yeah. south, so. Yeah. All that right. thing is crazy. It's been going on for so long now. It, yeah, it's not. I was working the night it started and power went out. So yeah, good evening. Well, on a less uh, shitty topic, uh, what what was uh, big things for you in 2017? Uh, I was a big fan of the international tournaments this year. Actually, I think it's kind of really easy to hate on some of them because NA did poorly. Um, but I thought there were a lot of really good underdog stories. Um, show me more Gigabyte Marines. It was kind of great. Yeah, Gigabyte Marines was a pretty here. good. I mean, you could make that its own 2017 thing, like. Uh, you know, I think in the past we'd seen kind of some breakout wildcard teams, but um, I mean, not that that's the term they use anymore. I know it's 2017. You can't emerging regions, terms, emerging, but... emerging, developing regions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, that was a big reason I enjoyed kind of All Stars again too, is seeing Levi come out and show up, especially against Mike Young in a few games. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's but you know, everybody wants to call on this show and show on Mike Young. I don't know, everybody figures out. The sad thing is, he's the nicest, calmest, chillest dude. Just really respectful. Yeah. But everybody wants to, to piss all over this guy. All right. So uh, you enjoyed the international events. Uh, was there one that stood out in your mind? Uh, I actually thought uh, Worlds was really good this year, um, both kind of with Gigabyte Marines already having a set slot, um, and then seeing the upset of Samsung Galaxy uh, into. Uh, SKT because at the beginning of the tournament everyone it seemed like was sleeping on all right it's going to be Longju or SKT this year um, and then Samsung just kind of showed up um, and Misfits as well um, putting down in a group where kind of they were not expected to do anything yeah you uh, you were able to watch Worlds uh yeah I saw pretty much all of it so damn you were where did you watch VODs or did you watch it live uh, I watched a good amount of it live. Um, hey. I was in the UK at the time, yeah. uh, so time difference wasn't that bad. Because I think I just thought that for Worlds fan or for NA fans, yeah, if you were in the UK, that's that's good. But I think I figured most NA fans uh, this year was probably not as great for them for the international events because maybe people weren't as interested in MSI. You know, TSM didn't do so well there. Uh, Rift Rivals was, I mean, some people apparently didn't even like the event, and then Worlds was almost unwatchable for for this time zone, so. Uh, I think if there were games you wanted to see, it was certainly easier for me, because I was able to catch a lot of it live, um, so you pick up stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched every TSM series live. Yeah. Well, hey. I, I, I think it wasn't that, that bad to watch live, because uh, some of them were, were bad, where it would start at, like, Two or three, but it also started at midnight a couple times. So, yeah. I mean, I understand for some people that's bad, but yeah, yeah, the babies. Well, you got yeah. anything else for us, Spence Forty Two? I just want to say I'm really glad that the caller before uh, said that he was kind of down on Delta Fox for the year, and I just want to call it now that Team Liquid is Delta Fox 2.0. Okay, that is. They were good in 2015, and you, are, you have a team of people that are were at Worlds essentially this year. And then you have a team of people who were. Uh... Travis is insulted uh, that you dare suggest double lift. You've got is you've anything got, like no, no, Kelby's the double you, lift guy. 
You've got Impact that was maybe in the top five most of last year. You've got Pobelter who looked maybe top four and now is going to be worse with Power of Evil and Febovin in the league. Uh, you've got Doublelift who, if anything, proved that he gives the same value as Wild Turtle um, oh, with his domestic, okay. domestic superiority oh. and international failure. I um, love the so spice at the end here. I don't... I don't think it's going to be uh, quite the roster people think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but I am excited to watch Clutch show up this year. Just so. like Where'd you said, uh, Scara, I'm a cutie pie, Shifter, Voiboy, Dyrus, people playing on uh, roles they don't normally play, exactly the same as Team Liquid with five I mean, world championship players. The big, you know? So the big thing about franchising was everyone was looking forward to, hey, this is an opportunity to build talent. Um, Team Liquid showed they didn't want to do any of that. They're going to buy declining talent. Well, other teams look to the future. I mean, that's you say I that thought. you say that I'm I, I'm just like I'm not even arguing with you. I think that's a fair statement, but it's interesting because Team Liquid's getting a ton of praise for this. Meanwhile, Golden Guardians, who are potentially going with the most, like we're going to build talent, they're just getting kind of flamed by the community, right? Well, I think there's the whole we're trying to win versus we're trying to sit. Like, because you could argue that Golden Guardians, they're investing in a talent, but that's also synonymous with saving money. I'm, I'm big on Clutch this year. I think they have a good – I think the uh, Hakuho Apollo bot lane looks good. I think Lyra coming to the U.S. – not Golden Guard, it's Clutch, yeah. Uh, Lyra coming to the U.S. last season showed up big. Um, and what I saw from Team Envy, the little they put out, it was players saying, hey, Lyra did, a, Lyra did a good job talking to us and kind of explaining the game to us. So I think that is a team that is going to yeah. show up big and break that top three. You, you, know, are, the... you are betting on Envy, who – did not have that great of results this year versus a merger of TSM and Team Lic- or, and Immortals and Cloud9. So to be fair to Spence, they had Seraph and Ninja for half the year. So throw that right out. And then the second half of the year, they finished in the playoffs and they got destroyed by CLG a little bit. But, you know, uh, I, I think... You know, I'll give Spence this. The the Delta Fox comparison's crazy, but his other takes, I think, could be like kind of the dark horse takes of the year, where Clutch yes. did a game, turns out all right, TL's overrated, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I do. Like, I I do think it's like the Delta Fox thing. I think threw me off a little bit, but I do think it's fair to question whether or not Team Liquid like, can pull it together just because they are super team kind of deal. You know, um, it's more. Like, I don't even. All right, the Delta Fox thing was to come in with a hot take. I don't think Team Liquid looks kind of as bad <laughs> as bad as I let out, but I think putting kind of I think CLG and Cloud9 are getting a lot of benefit of we've been in the league for a while. You're familiar with Jensen and Sneaky, therefore yeah. we are good and we're in the top three. Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case with either CLG or C9 this year. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Spence, for calling in. Uh, good to talk to you, and uh, keep holding it down up north. I uh, hope everything. Calms down up there soon. All right, appreciate. It. Have a good evening, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, man. Wait, does he th- does he think that CLG C9 and TL are all not going to be top three? He said that they were all overrated. Jesus. Yeah. Who replaces those three? The hottest take, Clutch. Clutch hundred hundred T. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe someday. Well, no, he said he said three of the <laughs> what are the big four? I don't know. Whatever. We got one last caller. Uh, we might not. We, okay, he's not been responding. Working. Yeah. So maybe, well, we need one more caller, so hopefully we can get somebody. Uh, 
Baylor UK. Maybe we can well get a female for the first time Mad, on this program. Mad Fishy. Thank you, Mad Fishy. Bacchetto on the call. Where are you calling from, Bacchetto? Uh, it's pronounced Bacchetto. It's it's Italian, so just a heads up there. Bucket. I'm calling. I'm not calling from Italy. I'm calling from Saskatchewan, Canada. Well, nice. very similar. Do they have good Italian Canadian. food there? Yeah. No. I mean, the the stuff in my house is pretty good, but okay. I wouldn't say there's a notable Italian food here. You could open a restaurant. That sounds like a business opportunity. That sounds like a really sound business plan, actually. Yeah. And then take yeah, all I'm the money gonna, that you make just... and invest it in Bitcoin. And, boy, yeah, and then you can the buy Saskatchewan, so Canada, in a year. And start an Italian restaurant. Why don't you just only accept deals in Bitcoin? Yeah. You'd be the first Bitcoin-exclusive restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'd literally make zero money that way. No one knows what a Bitcoin is. Yeah, but you'd make Bitcoin. It's a, it's a blockchain. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so what what do you got for us? Uh, what hot takes do you have from the cold north of Saskatchewan, Canada? Yes, I I wanted to talk about one of the things I noticed about uh, 2017 was kind of this hype around sub rosters and having and implementing subs into like a rotation. We saw like the Ray Impact Sword and Shield um, implemented with Cloud9 and a bunch of other teams kind of picked up extra players that they thought they'd sub in in between uh, series, like for best of threes. But it doesn't seem like besides Rain Impact, they got really much attention at all or they're going to really be a thing moving forward. We, a lot of, like, because every team needs academy rosters, some people are saying like, oh, you, you might be able to move them in between. But because we're going back to best ones, I'm going to I would be really surprised to see if we really have any dynamics like that again. It sucks um, that you weren't here for last week's episode with Azale because he is uh, maybe the most sub-hating rioter uh, <laughs> on the broadcast. He he thinks that they're like basically glorified tryouts. Well, I, I shouldn't put words in his mouth. But I'm going to put words in his mouth. So, you know, he thinks that they're glorified tryouts to eventually bench players. Yeah, I mean, we saw like... Uh, Echo Fox did a few things, or they Dignitas had like, did the same thing with Adrian and Alltech. They brought them in as subs, and yeah, they like they, they had they, jobs. They do like these introduction videos, like oh, we're bringing in uh, like a sub roster, but it's actually just we're bringing in your replacement, but we want to see if they're good before we actually kick you. That's a that is a very good point. I mean, I think yeah, there was so much hype, and this is a very maybe a story no one has really talked about yet. Uh, Bacchetto. Uh, so, but because I think a lot of people were hype at the beginning of this year about best of threes and and oh, you're going to be able to build out these uh, much larger rosters because you'll be able to sub in a player because there's a chance that you know maybe you can just win in the third game if you need to and it, we're going to grow the talent pool. We're going to do all this big stuff and that that never ended up happening. Yeah, like a lot of times we saw they'd start, they just start with their sub, and then as soon as they lost, they just all right bring in. Like that's kind of what I feel like in, I think it was the spring or like yeah spring split. Uh, Cloud Nine would just start Ray. They he'd lose, and then they'd bring in Impact for like the security. And yeah. something I think a lot of fans are really confused about, like uh, as Cloud Nine fans, is like why is Ray even getting time? But, I mean, we did see him being effective by the end of that split, right? And 
try and get some bands for kind of like carry top champions. And that yeah. seemed to be working for them. But now that we're going to like best of one throughout the regular season, I don't think you're going to see anything like that. I think Plus uh, that Ray Impact duo has been broken up. I think the idea of subs as like legitimate strategy things has always been like questionable at best about how effective that would be. Um, just because it's better to have a single player who can play two styles so you can't just get banned out when you sub one in like other than SKT with like Faker and Easy Hoon, which is what people yeah. love to point to, it's not really a successful strategy, generally speaking. I think it was just that Easy Hoon was really good. Well, yeah, and it then like they had that, Bangi. Like, the sub worked. They, like SKT has done it enough that people are like, we want to copy that, but I don't think it's ever been like shown to actually. Yeah, maybe the strategy. exception that proves the rule kind of deal. How exactly. many how many best of ones are teams going to play per week now in LCS? It's going to be back to the old, so two. Two? You play Saturday, you play Sunday. Everybody plays both days. Hmm. I was going to say, like, and they're not doing super weeks? Nope. Nope. Thank God. So everyone hates super weeks. There's, yeah, no. super weeks are the fucking worst. Um, I was going to say maybe there's a potential of, like, I don't know, some cheese that you can pull out with a sub for best of one if you're trying to surprise somebody, but I, I think that's two best of ones a week, probably not. It's possible, but I do think the idea of subs as a competitive strategy is is not good, but I do think subs are still useful yep. in that you have another basically position coach on your staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like they should be scrimming on their own in the academy team. They should be in-house and they should be talking all the time and stuff like that. Uh, and I think there's still value for them in that regard. But yeah, I don't either like the idea of like, yeah, Ray and Impact, Sword and Shield. Yeah. And on On the other hand then, do you think that these academy rosters are going to be important to how a team no. kind of designs its. I don't. Uh, I don't have very much faith. I think that the academy thing was something that Riot threw in because they felt like they needed something to replace Challenger. And my feeling is that the whole everyone was too bit distracted with franchising and everything going on there, and so the whole Challenger amateur scene is pretty much fucked for 2018 because. <laughs> Uh, there's there's been no effort put into developing that from Riot or from the owners or anyone. And I'm happy to be proven wrong whenever more details are unveiled, but I just have no hope for the Challenger amateur scene with the Academy teams and stuff in 20, 2018. I think the most we'll see is uh, teams will maybe... Like, I've thought, you know, I, I would argue, like, Levi coming over and hanging out on an Academy team while they teach him English. It's more just kind of like a holding station for players... But that's not really... You want that to be like a true development uh, system, and I don't think that's what it's going to be. I, th I think you'll see at least a couple cases of players moving from an academy team to a starting position over the course of the year. Yeah. You'll see you'll see a couple, but I don't think it'll be the kind of thing where it's like a systemic, like, academy teams are great, and that's why it's happening, so much as, like, the main roster is failing a little bit, and we, we need a, you know bench somebody or whatever it is yeah, yeah that's like a problem like you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see them used but i don't think you'll see it as like academy teams are justifying their own worth any more than like just having random subs did already yeah i think that there's got to be something said for having a highly skilled group of players that are in a potential incubator for you where you can have things that are hidden from other people as well like i, mean, that was I think kind that of the echo fox yeah, I was just about to say, Echo Fox kind of tried that. Yeah, and then it lasted five seconds, I think. 
Oh, man, it went I from still like we're you'd... only subbing or, or we're only playing against our challenger team, which was well, like... no, you you don't only scrim against them, but for a best of one format, like there's got to be some like you know, I'm biased because I come from an era you may recall of season two worlds doc X, you know, where you can have strats that live in the incubator and they're fucking god tier. All right, that, Kelby... that they were so good, Kelby. All right. You probably think I'm about to argue against you, but I actually agree. Yes! Okay? I You yes. don't need to develop a whole second play style. You don't, yeah. need, no, 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 for you sure. don't need a sub top laner to come in the middle of a series and play half the games as a carry player. But I do think, and they call them in football misdirection plays, I think everyone should have a bag of tricks. Yeah. And you don't need to show them that, that much during the regular season, but they're yeah. things that you see and you try them out. And, and uh, Gigabyte Marines is a great example of a team who probably goes too far into the bag of tricks. Uh, but I would love to see people have that change up. And it feels like people don't want to admit that they're the underdogs and right. they don't want to play substandard. And it's it's like a pride thing where it's like, no, no, we play the game and we're better than you. We're going to beat you standard. It yeah. seems like the only time we see stuff like that actually pop up is around Worlds. Like every year in Worlds, there's always like one team that'll pull out something kind of wacky from their like month or so scrims. Like we saw... Uh, kind of Caitlyn show up out of nowhere this year, as well as like Cloud Nine had Singe randomly picked and forced. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think saw a little more of it this year uh, with some of the like individual picks. But you can you can go yeah. crazier if you want. Like you can do some some banana stuff in the game, and I think Gigabyte Marines proved that. Yeah, I think, and if you can actually make that kind of viable, that's obviously going to improve like the view like viewership of. The games because everyone loves when pro teams pull out something wacky. Yep. Hey, uh, Bacchetto. Thank you so Bacchetto. much for calling in to the show. Bacchetto. Yeah. Really you Bacchetto. Right. Keep, yeah. Keep holding it down in Saskatchewan. Yeah, thanks, dude. And have a good New Year. Yeah, have a, have a happy uh, happy Christmas and a good 2018. Yeah. Have a good Boxing Day, dude. Thanks, thanks dude. <laughs> so that's the show. Uh, we'll go around and do shout-outs, anything that you guys want to plug. Uh, Kelby, you got something for us? Yeah. I'd like to say uh, thank you to the Chainsmokers for all the music that they produced from 2014 right up until their full-length album release. That shit was insane. You guys are awesome. Uh, like, you are you still awesome. blocked by them on Twitter? Yeah, for sure. I don't think that they go back and they look through their list of like blocked guys and are like, did we make a mistake yeah. here? You know, There's let's no give them a second process. chance. Kelby's <laughs> up for parole with the. Uh, you got uh, you got a big dick, Kelby. Focus. You got to be like, well, you know, I was gonna have you guys come out and play at TwitchCon next year, but I don't, I don't uh, know if that's. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that the chain smokers are like hard up. For yeah, I don't know if you big dick yeah, them on Kelby, uh, on TwitchCon. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you got anything you want to plug? No. I want the season to start. I'm going to Israel on the 22nd for seven days, and I just hope I don't die. And I'll come home. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I know. It's going to be fine. Uh, for everyone else, uh, we do film this live. It goes on Twitch. Uh, SOTL Travis is the Twitch channel, for those that ask later on. And uh, we try to do it Mondays at 8 p.m. We won't be doing one next week. Uh, because obviously it's Christmas and then 
We might not do one the following Monday because of New Year's, but we'll try to do one that week, I'm sure, because there's a, we'll, we'll want to talk about, I'm sure something will happen in the next couple of weeks uh, for us to go over, and obviously we can take a look at what 2018 has in store. We're also on the iTunes and Google Store for podcasts. would love to have you subscribe there, leave a review, a rating, that, that helps us out a lot as people try to find the audio version of the show. Uh, and then obviously the VOD goes up over on the uh, Travis Gafford YouTube channel, so you can check that out there. It is Christmas time. If you or your loved ones are interested in supporting the show, you can gift them a sub straight to this channel. There's also Patreon. And, uh, you know, there's some amazing stuff happening over on MeUndies, by the way, which you can check out with uh, MeUndies.com slash Travis Gafford. It's a great time to get a gift loved one what's better a gift than comfort you know who knows i tried to get my family subs to sotl travis and they uninvited me from israel well hey you didn't want to go in the first place so this was a, it's a win for everyone i think uh either way thanks everyone for watching uh really appreciate all the support 2017 has been a good year i didn't uh, talk too much about it but uh it was a rough Having Yahoo Esports go away, right, as I feel like we were doing doing quite well. That was a big thing for me this year. Maybe the biggest... Best thing to happen in 2017. Um, but uh, all the support that the community showed me really has uh, allowed me to, to sort of recommit to staying in content uh, and on the independent side. And we'll see if uh, I can keep doing that in 2018. I think the jury's still out, but I'd like to. So thanks, everyone, for the support. Thanks for watching the show. Uh, and we'll see you in the new year.